Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm Jeff propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, it's bullshit. The, <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. We're going to teabag fight. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of Junkyard Wars? No. Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Yeah. Yeah, Listen to that intro. Do you remember when we used to have fun... (laughs) You guys remember that? No. Somebody was into it. It's pretty much always been miserable. No, that's not true. There was, there was, there was moments. Yeah, there was like a, there was like a six months where we had fun. That's where all of our intros came from. I think. Hmm. Remember our rap song? Yeah, oh, yeah, we had like a rap song. We did have a rap what's, song. But, what's not fun about that? But I, I also remember when we had listeners contributing to these certain things, like rap songs. Push yeah. was a listener. He just put that together. We didn't yeah. ask him to do it. Uh, so do uh, you think it's that 11 years of berating our listeners stopped them from <laughs> contributing to the program? I think so. You know what? Someone in the chat room said, or maybe it was on Facebook or someone, he was like, look, dude, you guys should just have uh, Drunk of the Week and then more people would call. And that's why people aren't in your chat room. And I'm like, Drunk oh. of the Week is always open, bro. Yeah. You got to take some of that ownership on yourself and get hammered and call us. 88401 That's right. You can bring it back as an experiment and see. Yeah. I don't know. I can, I can see you squirming in your chair right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Honestly, I was, I'm thinking about cutting the phone lines entirely. They're expensive, and they don't, they're not really getting used anymore. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, man, that's like 200 bucks a month in phone lines. Save it. Cut so, it. Oh. I'm going to have to do that. People could just Skype in or whatever. Like the one person that calls us a year now can Skype. Right. You know. They um, should. They should do it. Quality content. Well, I'm having fun on the show. I just <laughs> saying like. Thank God. 
Yeah. Thank God. That's a good trend. <laughs> hey, it's all about you. That's right. Always has been. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks to our sponsor, More Beer. You know, speaking of uh, the good old days, they've been with us since the beginning, and they still bring the session to you. You can go to morebeer.com right now and check them out, and you should do that. They got cool stuff over there. You know, they have a touchscreen uh, beer sculpture now. <laughs> they do. Yeah. How cool is that? Oh, that's pretty neat. Uh, I saw it at the last NHC. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had to go to the showroom before Thanksgiving to get some beer lines. I hadn't used my kegerator in like a year, yeah. uh, but I had guests coming over, right? So I, you know, I needed to put beer on tap, and yeah, so I went to get beer lines and stuff. Um, which they have cool stuff now. They have like this anti antimicrobial <laughs> beer line. Yeah, you yeah. know I bought that. I'm a sucker for that shit. Means uh, you can have to clean it less, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I need that. Um, it's anyway, come a long way. Yeah, it's great. Used to be real the basics there. Right now they got everything, and That's they got that big ass showroom. And it's I, amazing. Beer. And I saw the touch screen then too. They they have it sitting in the showroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so go check them out. More beer. They've been good to us. Been fun to watch them grow up too. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I Instead. Went, Instead, I went in there Saturday, yeah, right. Saturday night, Saturday evening. It was right before like they closed, and I pull in, and there's a lot of people in the showroom anyway. But then all of a sudden, and then I, then I see who was their Christmas party? I, it was their Christmas party. That's right. But I saw oh, their company Christmas party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I'm seeing Chris, I'm seeing Owen, and, and yeah, and Darren. Like, no. I was invited to that by like a, you know one of the employees and stuff. Yeah. I like, no, I don't want to go. Like they tried to get me to stay. I think at one Tasty. time there were a lot of non-employees there, and then it was all of a sudden it was too many. So I think. yeah, I think they, they asked how many they're going to have. Just employees and about one hundred and thirty, and I go, "Wow, that is a lot." Yeah. Taste. I was thinking about you the other day. And I was spread eagle. Don't you know any handsome old guys? <laughs> I was thinking about you and th- that sort of thing—the going to the more beer Christmas party, the Doze meetings. That was the that was tasty. That's the tasty. Be- that well, sorry, right. that was Mike McDole. That's right. Mike exactly. McDole. That, that was like your a wheelhouse. Far, a far different person, by the way. It is a different person. Sometimes the, he sneaks out, but it's pretty rare now. I buried that guy. Yeah, you don't have time for that <laughs> shit anymore. Right. And even your outwardness, like your uh, the outwardness isn't the right word. Um, you're a more outgoing individual now exactly. than you maybe ever have been in your well, life. Well, the podcast did that. It's pretty clear. Yeah. 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 Are you enjoying? It. Do you like being more outgoing? It's, you, more, it's a lot more interesting. I yeah, yeah I, I guess I do. do, you, I, have, you do. do you, I have no periods of depression. That's good. That's good. Anymore. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> and uh, every day is like another Sign great me up day. For I, that. This is a great time in my life, actually. That's good. Yeah. So you never think like, ah, I wish like I was a little more back to the like calm days where I just. Oh no, we live no, no. Okay. No, no. Beer, I, I like focus a lot on beer rest, and uh, rest in peace. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And a little bit of programming here and there. Right. Too uh, early. Very little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my world's great. And you're you're pretty much retired otherwise, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm between careers maybe. Like maybe I'll get into beer somehow. Okay. Down the road. But between no. careers. What is he? Tacey's 97 years old and he's like know. between I, careers. I heard, I act like you can, you'll be here next year. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I heard. Keep going. I heard betweenkers. I'm like, what the He's, fuck is a betweenker? That's what I heard, and really? I was like, yeah. hmm. I understood. I didn't He's hear from that. Missouri, cut him a break. <laughs> I didn't hear that. You're going to go to Washington? I actually heard is that you a name between careers, right? Yes, I did. Oh, well. All right. Well, I just wanted to, I'm I don't know stupid. why. I was just driving down the street. Oh, I know why. Because I was thinking about the Doe's holiday party. And I was yeah. like, oh, because uh, our show yeah. got canceled. Yeah. So you went, right? I got to go then. And yeah. I knew you'd go, and I thought, 
Well, so now Tasty goes annually, but th- that used to be like his thing, like every. Those uh, are my peeps. Yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, I yeah, I still love to go to the home brew club anytime yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Every time we have a Monday off, it falls on the club meeting. Go. Then you go. Yeah. Sure. Okay. What about you, Doug? When's the last time you went to a Doe's meeting? Uh, um, not calling not, you out here. I'm just curious. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. Okay. Two months ago, three oh, months, maybe. Uh, okay. Maybe because it's, yeah. it's 50 feet away, <laughs> really. That's another thing. Like, just think about how times have changed. Like, Doc was the president of Doe's when we started this thing. And yeah. he yeah. was a great president, too, by the way. Right? Thank like, you. not only was he no, really. uh, at this. every meeting, but he ran <laughs> He ran those like a boss. I remember all the topics he used to create and... Uh, and you didn't just you don't like throw together topics. The same as like when I ask you to do no. a show, it's like I'm just like just fucking put something together, Doc. And you're like, no, no, I gotta. This is a whole thing. And and that's how you used to run the club. You like yeah. researched everything. You brewed for it. Uh, no one's ever had it that long either. Now yeah. you now you don't do shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, how times have changed. And <laughs> yeah, the job's yeah. opening up next year, so if you want to come back. And, uh, oh, the president job? Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll re up. <laughs> You got a lot of free time now. Well, you know, I don't think there's there's any term limits. (laughs) Not at all. I think I had eight terms, (laughs) something like that. Did you? Wow. You were there for a while. The the club was like five people. (laughs) But was that every year? So was that eight years? Okay. Uh, So a term is one year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, They were great years. They were formative (laughs) years. A lot of changes took place. We got Mm -hmm. a lot bigger. We got better. Yeah. Bigger, better, better. Starting winning in competitions and stuff like that. I remember that. Yeah. And then the BN came along. All under duck. Fucked well, everybody. Then to be in, put us out of, put them out of business. Ruined yeah, everything. Put us out of business. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bigger fish to fuck. Well, I don't know why I was just thinking about that. Like a lot of, a lot of me and JP were the same. Nothing's changed here. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you two, uh, you know, big changes. Me, me and Jip were just like, I don't know. I, I kind of wish it was still the garage. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm glad the fucking dog's not here because, like, I'm not the sneezing. Biscuit? Well, the, no, Biscuit was a fine dog, but it did kind of suck sneezing and hacking and oh, coughing yeah. for four hours. Yeah, you were a that mess. sucked. Um, but. You know, the audio is cleaner. <laughs> you got that going you, you're, for you. You don't have a, all that shit going on. Yeah. Otherwise, the garage was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It's better than well, this in the some summer. Ways. Now I got to be careful what I say and everything. So, I fucking... What? What happened now? <laughs> what happened now? Well, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, on the air, I, I, I talked about my sharding. Your sharding experience. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> My staff listens to the goddamn show. They shouldn't do did that. Did I talk about this already last week? Uh, on lunch meet, I think, is when you did oh, it. Oh, okay. And so my staff's out there listening, and they're like, eh, we're listening to the part where you're sharding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm the fucking boss, for yeah. God's sake. Now they can't see you walk through the room without I thinking know, of that. I oh, yeah, yeah. Like, my what? poopy pants. All the respect that they had for you. I know. Out the window. That's and why you can't, you can't be... You can't manage people. No, I can't. In a separate business, like on the radio show, you can because you know you understand that there's levels. But yeah, that's that's probably the downfall of this business model is you can't be like entertaining <laughs> yeah. and then you know expect people to not look at your butt all the time to see if you sharded. <laughs> yeah, I, like uh, is he leaving early because he shit himself or <laughs> I know. he's just done with like, all? Like why stuff? did he just? Why is he running out right now? <laughs> yeah. Why is he running to the fountain in the courtyard <laughs> yeah. to wash his butt? Why is he waddling? I. No, no. Most to us, most of the listeners, we're just like you know, imaginary kind of people, right? Like, do we physically exist? Who knows? 
But to the people that work here, they see you all the time. It's like a regular dude, right? Yes. So like it's here, like yes, yeah, they don't get the so bit. basically because of the show, I claim zero authority around here. I'm like <laughs> the fucking, I'm just the asshole who shits himself <laughs> now. Why do you don't get authority? Shit his pants. You have a general manager. I know you're right, and that's why I so do you that. Sh- you should I'm be. Just, you're right. You should be up in the ivory tower <laughs> and, and, and not do a goddamn thing. You're right, except I just well, I don't I mean, like it. I'm, it makes now it makes me uncomfortable because I don't care that the listeners know this stuff about me. Like it's always been that way, right? Like we go to an event and oh it's the God. same old. Hey, douchebag! Like it's the same. It's fine, but out there. I don't know. It just feels different here. Uh, They're looking at you funny, but it's not like I stopped doing it. So I'm just, I'm just. Well, if I run into a, like a local person and and I, I'll ask them, do you listen to the podcast? They go, <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, a lot. Then I actually, then I, you know, yeah, I know they look at me as a whole, totally different person. Than I really am. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. Right. Anyway, and and by, it's not completely different than who we are. It's too much no, information. Like, Be- Bebo likes to tell me it's just too much information. Is what I do. Too much. Well, but anyway, she has a fine line. No. <laughs> you are certainly an oversharer. Yeah, I'm an oversharer. You're not the first person to tell me that. Um, <laughs> Wild Card Brewing Company's on the program with us tonight. They're out of Redding, California, and um, he's pronounced Reading, uh, like Reading Railroad. I don't yeah. think so. Reading, that's too bad. Redding, California, Wild Card Brewing Company. We got Jeff Hansen and Andy Crocker in the studio with us, so they're going to be hanging out. And then before that, we're going to do a sensory tasting with uh, Aroxa. You know the beer sensory kits. Um, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, Craig from Aroxa is here with us today. Okay. And he brought us in. We're going to do four different off flavors. I know Tasty's not entirely stoked about this. That's right. I've never, I've actually never done one. This shows me where I I fail every time. (laughs) I've never done one of these either, but I imagine it's just like being at club night. (laughs) It might be. I asked him to not bring in, um, I don't know that we're going to like guess the flavor. We're just going to learn about what the flavors are. But I did ask him like to not bring in diacetyl, things that we talk about all the time. Not because those are Right. Miss them all, then. Not because they're not worth learning, but because we talk about them all the time. It's it's a known. It's probably the most common, and the most easily picked up. Yeah, and it'd be nice to challenge ourselves a little bit. So he Good brought call. in some four different ones. Okay, yeah. Um, Great. And so we're gonna do that. Uh, Great. Before we get to wild card, <laughs> I, I, know, I know, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited because I've man, never yeah. done it before, uh, and uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it because I have. I that's not true. I did it once at Sierra Nevada. And um, we did, yeah, at the beer camp, yeah. And yeah, I don't think they dosed things though. No, they they uh, they artificially aged beer yeah, under, certain, under different circumstances to like uh, not light struck but heat yeah. specifically because that's what they were really focused on, right? They know they get oxygen out. They know they don't have diacetyl in there. They know they don't really have um, like a light issue because of the the brown balls. I think it's just they're worried about age and heat. Yeah. And I, and I I think you're right. And I remember yeah. one of them being so offensively bad yeah. that I cursed at the bartender. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping. Is that the one they went and got at Bebmo? I'm just yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who is it that moved in next to Bebmo now? Uh, Total Wine. Yeah, they're like. Do, have you been there yet? No, I, I hear good it's things. Really, yeah. they have a, a giant selection of like liquor. Yeah. Their beer selection, you can find more stuff at Total Wine than you can at Bebmo. Same with their and wines. Cold. Oh, well, not, cold. not liquor, but... Uh, the, a lot the, more li- cold beer. Liquors, wine, basically selection in general. Yeah. Um, and you can buy uh, a lot of craft beer individually or in okay. a six-pack. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Like 12-ounce bottles, you mean? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I was thinking about them the other day because, okay, so they're a direct... They exist to compete against Bebmo. Okay, like that's yeah. that's, and I was thinking about that, and and that's that's great competition, right? But they also like their locations are in Bebmo's backyard. Yeah. I just yeah. realized that the other day. Like they just opened across the freeway, across from the freeway, in, yeah. uh, in our location. What and an aggressive, like obvious stance. Like we're here yeah. to put you out of Fuck business. Your shit up, yeah, and. Uh, on a couple places, a couple of displays for like the uh, for the bourbon display, for example, they have a big sign that says "Don't pay mo at Bevmo." Really? Save they two even bucks say it. buying fucking Templeton Rye here or whatever. <laughs> Don't pay. Yeah, two I was bucks. like, wow. Yeah, right. For, and then two bucks. Like, is wow. that even worth the time to print that up? I know. And then the employee to hang it up? No. Wow. Yeah. Their prices seem a little bit lower than Bevmo. That I that's what it sounds like. They are, but I think General, a lot of their liquor, you can get cheaper liquor at mine. Oh, yeah, that's not. Oh, okay. Or, oh, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily a lot cheaper. I, I, uh, the people that own Monument, there's, they have a, a liquor store in, in Moraga, too. And, yeah, it's almost the same. It's the same. Yeah. I, I don't ever really go to the big box stores. I go to Monument. That's my place. I, I go to Monument, but I, I like the big box because different people have different shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Every <laughs> once in a while, um, I like to go and just see what kind of is coming in more nationally, yeah. I think. Uh, Total Wine, I like just the ambiance. is kind of cool. It's a really nicely well-done a well put together store, and they have a lot of different stuff that even Monument or Bevmo doesn't have. Okay, so that's cool too. You know, there's something to be said for for selection. I'm gonna go. They got a great selection it. of keg beer. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you just go in the, into the cooler yourself, see which one you want. Oh. Right, throw it in your cart. We should spo- take your empty up there. They I should like sponsor that. us. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, like, I'm not doing this segment because either one sponsors us. In <laughs> right. fact, Bevmo has like talked to us and not sponsored us several times over, so yeah. I have no problem having this discussion. Um, Bevmo can suck if, Yeah, I mean, if I'm they're listening now, and we're happy to take your money. <laughs> yeah. I'll reverse everything I said. They'll be like, oh, total wine sucks. My, um, my but, brother's Bevmo just got broken into. He's, he, he manages a Bevmo down in Oh, Corona, that's right. And uh, they stole over $10,000 in cognac. In cognac. cognac. Oh, they wow. knew what they were doing. It's like five they bottles. The, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I, I love five Hennessy. Five bottles of it. Yeah. It's a million bottles of Hennessy, I think. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, there's a... Uh, not you know it was the brothers. Change. <laughs> <laughs> not oh, Hennessy. Doc. Not yeah. to change. Oh, they have it on camera. Oh, but... But you know, you said it. Yeah. <laughs> Not to change the subject too much, but there's a uh, there's a documentary on uh, Netflix called um, Sour Grapes. Have you guys seen that yet? No. It's about the it's about this big counterfeit wine trade that was happening oh. in like the mid 2000s. Hmm. Uh, that's fucking fascinating. If you want to talk like like thousand dollar bottles of of things that people would steal, and this guy was like blending them together and and making fucking labels in his house. Wow! And you know he would like contracting. He would be pouring thirty thirty five mil a, a year. Wow! And just rotate and flipping fake fucking counterfeit wine. And I was thinking like that never happens in the beer industry because you don't have bottles of beer that are a hundred years old. No, that's true. Wow. wow. Crazy. The wine industry is a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's a brewer, literally a whole thing. There's a brewer that we all know and love. I'm not going to say his name, but we all know him and we love him. Roger Davis. Yeah. The 20 <laughs> it's not Roger. Um, <laughs> and he talks to vintners quite a bit. And he was telling me, he's like, dude, you don't even want to know what, what they put in that shit to make it the color it's supposed he, he's like, I, I don't buy wine that's under $50 a bottle anymore because I know that. 
tricks that they use. And he's essentially talking about ingredients that are not good for you, that are listed as like like what? carcinogens. And, uh, which, of course, this is a chemical thing. Like the, yeah. the, All of them are, and that's why they have like a parts per million and whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But then he's just talking about like, you know, artificial colors and just bullshit. And he's like, This is my skeptical you know, face, by the way. That's fine. <laughs> well, I'll tell you it is off air. You can Don't talk you to wear him, that yeah. the whole time? Uh, <laughs> that's just more confusion and boredom. <laughs> well, like, I mean, by the way, I still buy all the cheap wine in the world. I, yeah, I, I'm well, not saying my behavior has changed. BV Coastal. Just glad I yeah. threw up all the wine I drank on, on Saturday. That <laughs> a girl. I, I got to get right. us through some yeah, things. Yeah, that sorry we're, about we're that. Going. No, it's okay. My fault. Um, all right. Don't forget that right now it's our American Homebrewers Association member drive. Uh, we're doing our annual member drive. It's, I guess it's annual because we did it last year. Um, the year before? <laughs> no, I don't think we did. I think last year was our first. Um, Uh-oh. But anyhow. Our second annual. It's it's our second annual, and it's because <laughs> you should become an American Homebrewers Association member. You can do it by clicking the Join the AHA link on our homepage. And then use coupon code BNARMY. And what that's going to do is get you two free books from the AHA with your membership. Plus, you're supporting us, you're supporting the AHA, and you're giving yourself a cool gift. Uh, or somebody else a cool gift if you want to do that. So, if you like other people. If you do. If you do. Yeah. If you oh, plus, you get the Tasty sticker if you send me a copy. Ah, for, what'd you first say? 50. First 50. I got one so far. 49 more people. Oh, yeah. First 50. And how many is it that's getting your four. farts in a jar? The first four. First four. <laughs> you didn't get any. Oh, I didn't post the show yet. That's uh, why. That's because oh. we did it on Friday. We did it well, Friday. Okay. I'll yeah. post it tonight. We had a life this one. Um, so anyhow, forgot about that. Well, it's only good till when though? Twenty six. The twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Yeah, it's good till Christmas Eve. So you can even on Christmas Eve, you can go online and buy somebody the AHA gift, um, and and still put it in the in, as a stocking stuffer or under the tree or whatever you do. Stuff that stocking. So just click the join the AHA button, or if you want to go to homebrewersassociation.org, use coupon code BNARMY. That's B N A R M Y. Get your two free books. Uh, help us. Help you. And uh, it's a good thing. Also, the Brewing Network is starting our 12 Days of Christmas sale today. That's Monday, and there's a new item on sale every day. I think today I looked at it. It's a Brew Strong t-shirt, I think. Um, but go check it out. You can click uh, the store button on our homepage, and then you'll see the 12 Days of Christmas. We're doing something for sale every day uh, for the next 11 days. So I love, I love 11 days. Hey, speaking of gifts, are you aware that you can ship a dick? To somebody, I am, and I'm. I am I'm, I'm proud well, to know this. Done. Doc does what? not know about this. You not know. You don't know about this yet. No, I'm talking to Doc. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> You're not oh my god! It. If you go to shipadick.com, you can anonymously or not um, send somebody a cardboard dick, <laughs> and there's all different sizes. You could do a big one. You could do a little guy. The BBD. You could do a box. You can send a box of dicks. <laughs> uh, go wow. to. There's uh, also a bag of dicks. There's a bag. That's true. Bag of dicks. Go to shipadick.com. You can anonymously ship your friends uh, or enemies a giant cardboard dick. They measure almost 30 inches and 17 inches wide, the big ones. Um, wow. There's a dick for almost every holiday, Doc. Christmas, birthdays, football. We didn't know if there was a Hanukkah. There dick. is. Oh, you looked it up. Oh, yeah. That's a, it's, I think it's called the Candelabra dick or something like that, where it's a candelabra in each... Oh, not candelabra, a menorah. Jesus a menorah. Christ. Yeah, I like... Isn't candelabra like our thing, though? It's the same thing. It's, it's basically a, it's the same a fucking thing. menorah. Is. Yeah. Okay. A menorah is a candle. Um, and each candle is, is a little penis. 
And they're all circumcised, right? <laughs> Doc, I... I know. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so, but that's perfect. Really Doc, I can think of a Jew right now that you should send a dick to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe several. It's called yeah. the Dick Menorah. Oh, God. Dick Menorah. Uh, there's you plenty know. of options. There's a glitter dick. Well, you know, I, I haven't got her uh, uh, Hanukkah gift yet. See? You could actually send a bouquet of dicks. Um, there's one that has... Um, uh, a crown of thorns on the head, and it says he has risen oh, on the balls. God. <laughs> it's called the resurrection. <laughs> that is amazing. Go to shipadick.com right now, and um, they're giving away something really cool on tonight. December. Oh, tonight. Yes. On the show? On the show. We're, oh, we're gonna doing do it on the show. We got to do it. Okay. I don't know how, uh, but we're going to do it. All right. We'll figure that out. So tonight we're giving gift away we something. Can't talk about. Very cool. Fifty dollars. How'd we get this advertising? In cardboard dicks. <laughs> Bevo. That's got a lot it. of dicks. What is she yeah. doing like that? All right, go to I found it. go to ship. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you searching? Okay, <laughs> some dicks. So I was. It was I'm, my best friend's bachelorette party. All right, hold the. Just wait. Okay. I gotta get move. When we do the giveaway, I want to know how you found okay. it. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have pictures to go with it. All right. Uh, of course you do. Uh, you can do your Amazon shopping uh, by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. It's a great way to support us. And I know you're doing all your Christmas shopping right now. And it doesn't cost you any extra money. And it uh, really goes a long way to keep the Brewing Network alive and well over here. So click the Amazon link. Save it as a bookmark. And uh, you can do that both in the U.S. and the U.K. So, yeah, we stopped being prejudiced against you Brits. <laughs> yeah, Sort of. Right. Subscribe and join the Limeys. army. You're entered to win a $100 gift certificate to more beer. Uh, just uh, become a recurring donor from $2 a month all the way up to like 50 bucks a month. And uh, the more you donate, the more chances you have to win. And also you get cool stuff like our newsletter, which goes out every month, believe it or not. All right. Get other information and more on Twitter, Facebook, and... Just the insta blah Yeah, the Instagram. Instagrammers. And now Snapchat. No. Nah, I'm kidding. Okay. I was like, really? <laughs> nah, what do we know? We don't know what to do with Snapchat. Um, all right, send your feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com and send show ideas over to bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com and everything else goes to jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's correct. Do we have a Twitter game tonight? That's correct as well. I love Twitter games. <laughs> See, we could have a Snapchat game if we had signed up for that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Twitter game tonight is brought to you by White Labs. And homebrewers, you're in for a special treat. White Labs has been collecting yeast strains from around the world for more than 20 years and kept them locked away until now. Through the Vault program, you have an opportunity to order new, creative, and unique strains from White Labs that have rarely, if ever, been available on a commercial scale. Check out the full lineup of strains available by visiting whitelabs.com forward slash the vault and put your pre-order in today. Don't wait. Your order could push the next strain into production. What's our Twitter game? Well, uh, for those of you who don't watch the show or know anything about the man at all, uh, Tasty McDole is growing his beard out. The artist formerly known as Mike McDole. That's true. That's correct. (laughs) Um, And so my theory is he's doing it to compete with Warren. Oh, man. Okay, so if this happens, when Tasty decides, because it, it's getting a little bushier, it's yeah. looking good, it is but looking it's good. A, it is kind of in the awkward teenage years phase, right? <laughs> so <laughs> once it gets a little bit lower, <laughs> once it gets a little bit the lower, just overrides the real me. he's going to need another nickname. 
Oh. So. What's uh, Tasty's new? A bearded Tasty. A bearded Tasty naturally needs a new nickname. Okay. Yeah. Tasty. Can you imagine if he grows a bigger beard than Beardy? That would be amazing. I don't think I would want that, but you know. But you could. Where is Beardy? right around the corner, so who knows? I don't know. It's a good question. He could be dead. He hasn't texted me that he's not showing up. He could be dead. Shh, don't say that. Why do I always go? I always think if I don't hear from somebody, it's always it's just uh, worried about. That's why dead. we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> because I often think I'm going to die. Yeah. I also think you're going to die. Right. I've never said that to you before. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Nothing. I'm sweating. Why am I sweating? All right, that's our Twitter game for today. And let's do some feedback, shall we? Let's do it. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. He protects our trademark, and he can do the same for you. Uh, he could also, he does the filings, and he does TTB filings, and he does brewery help planning legal shit. It's a whole thing that he does. It's, it's all in legalese. Right. So I, I can't, I don't understand it. No. It would take a, a, a radio show host to explain it to you. It would. That's why you so. pay somebody else to do it. Correct. So go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. All right. Tim writes in, uh, this is titled Lunch Meat. Hi, guys. Just listen to the show. Really sucked. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks Tim. Uh, Tim, I couldn't agree more. Thank you for tuning in. And yes, there is a new episode of Lunch Meat available in iTunes now. Come on. You knew that going in. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to two more. We are contractually yeah. bound. Yeah. Thanks to Nico, mainly. Yep, that's right. Nico's a good guy and uh, puts his money where his mouth is. They, put, they hit your minimum? Uh, no, no, we didn't. We're doing this as a solid to people like Nico, who supported, despite the fact that we came up well short of our minimum, yeah. we decided to still throw in some shows to, you know, to pay back the loyalists. Why not? So... They deserved it. Yeah. They do. All right. Brian from Lone Tree, Colorado writes in. This is about the Pajola Brewery Show. Poihala. Poihala. Thank you. Yeah. That was with Phil Lowry, our good friend, UK Phil, brought uh, Chris. That was Doc's uh, shorter version, shorter oh, yeah. version of Doc. He says, I just want to take a moment and say that I really enjoyed the Poihela Brewery Show. I was intrigued by the OO beer. Is that zero zero? It was, no, it was, it was like, ooh. Oh, oh, yeah, it was like uh, zero zero, but with two umlauts over it, I think. I remember some Estonian thing. Okay. Well, he says he was intrigued by that and figured I'd never get to try it, so I reached out to Chris at the brewery. He was awesome enough to email me back a recipe. Oh, that's so cool, dude. Yeah. He so was he said, a really cool dude. Uh, Chris was. Despite his stature? Despite his stature. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every short person I know is like is is not shorter than Doc, so I'm only going on Doc's personality and to determine short people. Dicks, yeah. And they're usually fucking dicks. Yeah. Right. So I just <laughs> Who knew? Short what? people are dicks. <laughs> I there's a linear once scale. You, but once you go but there's a saturation point. Once you go shorter than Doc, they become better. Ah, uh, so midgets are probably the most amazing people in the entire universe. Mobile. Right. Yeah, but she won't talk to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I don't that, like talking down to people. <laughs> I think the, the linear scale goes the other way, too. Once you reach, like, 6'3", uh, anything over that, you turn into a dick again. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's uh, a whole, there's a sweet spot of personality. Big, uh, Doc, how tall are you? 5'7". So from 5'7 no, to 6'3 really. is, like, the sweet spot of a cool personality. Anything outside of that? I would say 5'8". Okay. <laughs> to oh, six yeah, just, two. just past me, right? <laughs> All right. Um, hey, I have a density of cool. Good That's true. That's true. <laughs> density. Very, very dense. 
<laughs> your spectrum is uh, yeah. narrowed. Your thermal mass of cool <laughs> is, uh, is much it's better. It's potent. <sighs> All right. Immense. Well, uh, he says he was awesome enough to email me back a recipe, so hopefully I'll do a decent job on the beer to get an idea what the real deal tastes like. Uh, continue the great work, and uh, you guys do the best interviews of all beer podcasts out there. Thanks from Brian. How many are there? Like two? Uh, there. <laughs> right. right. Wait, there's other ones? <laughs> Thank you very much. I actually agree. I think we do amazing we? interviews. I think so, too. I think we're good at that. So that beer not much about- that we're good at, but that right. is something we're good at. Uh, that beer he's talking about is the uh, Baltic Porter, for those of you who were in the studio oh, for that. I remember that. that. Yeah. Um, that was really nice. On rate beer, it has an overall pointage, uh, which, whatever, of 99. Okay. It's That's like, because it's really from the well, Baltic. Yeah, I would... I would Come on, I who's would, holding out? I would put that uh, on, on a fucking classic exi- like examples. Uh, it was delicious beer. Okay. So yeah, that, I remember that's really liking cool, it. Man. I remember talking about it. I'm it's sure fantastic. we talked about the water and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. That's all right. Finally, uh, Hudson writes in, and I think there's a picture of a dick in this email. Um, not an actual picture, but like a text picture. <laughs> oh, it looks like a ship oh, I a dick. I, I just did that. Okay. <laughs> I thought, oh. thought Hudson did it. No. Is Hudson his first name? Uh, Yeah. Hmm. Wait, was that weird? There was only three feedbacks? Yeah, that's why I asked you if you double-checked feedback. Nobody like, wrote to say they love me? Uh, oh, damn. No. Uh, but Hudson writes yeah, in. me neither, man. Good Fuck. noon. Fuck. We don't get much either. Yeah. He says that Mickle of McKellar fame has declared that he has conquered the world of beer. <sighs> did you ver- Did you look at, do we know what this s- statement is? No, I just checked it about two minutes before uh, we went on, so. Is this like a thing, or is this guy full of it. shit? Uh, let me see. I, I would be curious to know. If he declared uh, that he has conquered the world of beer. Well, those Scottish assholes aren't going to like that idea. Who those two guys? <laughs> oh, yeah, the uh, brew cats. <laughs> no, yeah. That's it, right? Brewing brewing doggers. Dogs yeah. or something. Brewing brew dog. No? no that's brew dog. No, that can't be it. No, that's not, that's <laughs> that's, just, that's not right. That, that can't be it. That's silly. That's Mickle's other Do you know that brew dog has 47 locations? Yeah. That, they're, no. That's like a really? serious chain right yeah. there. Wow. You're like raking in that dough, those guys. I'm jealous. Mickle, too. I'm jealous of him. I've always been jealous of Mickle. He's a smart guy. Like, Good timing, Until actually. now, he didn't even have a brewery. Didn't have a brewery, yeah. Uh, open Most up of the location, beer suck. Running around, collaboration <laughs> brewing. Yeah, knowing everybody. Knowing yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this guy's talking about. I mean, just the first couple of pages and bing isn't bringing anything up. So. Okay. Well, I just, the only reason I ask is I don't want to, like, spread some rumor that's not true. So, according to Hudson, who has totally written Hudson. in this email, um, Mickle has declared that he has conquered the world of beer. And then he goes on to say, presumably, that means all beer is now oxidized. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds using, like something Using our show to take a dig at poor Mickle. Yeah, that's my job, by the way. <laughs> exactly. And uh, there's nothing poor about Mickle anymore, I don't think. <laughs> that's definitely not true. <laughs> uh, I like Mickle. They're definitely though. true. Whatever. I think Mickle's a nice guy. When I was in Copenhagen, Never I had a, a, beer, a beer at his bar. Uh, oh, you did? On Victoria or something. Victoria something's. I don't know. And it was a real McKellar bar, and uh freaking thing, like, it was oxidized. Oh, really? I not fucking believe it. Like, I thought bar. it was like, well, the time it gets to me, it's oxidized. Yeah. No, they must go in right away. Hmm. I'm the only thing I can say. I've had a couple of the beers. I've never been impressed. Huh? So I just, I never understood. I like the artwork. 
but I just yeah, I don't know. People are. really foam with the mouth for that, and the Verbrudog. I've had a couple of their beers too. I can't really say that I like them. But, but you like the artwork. But that's me. I yeah. mean, you know, we were talking before, and not that they're mediocre beers because they get they're highly rated and yeah, jerk off, like it, whatever. Right? But there's there's a market for mediocrity. You know what I mean? <laughs> that there is. Uh, I like. I've had beers from both that <laughs> I like, and I've had it. beers from both that I that I dislike. Yeah, my sample size is very small because if I like if you know a, a, if I try your beer and you're a brand and I don't like it from the jump, I'm probably not going to go back and like try mm-hmm. other things. I'm not very open. Person in in regards to trying new things, so it could yeah. totally be me. Yeah, okay, but I doubt it. All right, well, that's your feedback for today. Uh, <laughs> God bless you. Yeah, yeah. There uh, wasn't a whole lot. Actually, we haven't job. we haven't been getting a lot of feedback lately. A couple, oh, past couple of months, there's no been good news. Three I'd or like four. More. That's true. That's about it. It. Does that mean we've stopped pissing people <laughs> off? Basically, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think it must. I think it must be. I think right. we've um, we've become our parents, JP. Now we're like oh, middle. Now we're middle of the road. Medi- we're not even pissing people off anymore. Is my point? We're not using the N word nearly as much as we used to. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing that again. Yeah, let's, let's just create some controversy for God's sake. Let's uh, just say something. Yeah, let's, let's, be, let's put ourselves in the news. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, read about, about this one. Uh, the next Dookie I take, I will name Muhammad. <laughs> Great, now we're going to get firebombed. I didn't want us to get firebombed. But we won't be here. I have to pay for this place, JP. Insurance. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that depends lightning. on if I opted for the terrorism insurance. It's not too late. I have to it's look into civil that. Civil unrest. It's not too late. <laughs> yeah, I better, I better call tonight. Uh, whatever. More importantly, uh, have you guys been to Drake's lately? Yes. Have no, been, I was, need to though. Fine, lately. <laughs> In the last uh, three Ever. weeks. No. No, me neither. I got to get back down there. I love yeah. Drake's Barrel House. Uh, my favorite one though is the the new Drake Drake's dealership. <laughs> dealership. Open, yeah. that oh, one. I like that place. Yeah, that's a good one. Go to drinkdrakes.com. You can find out all about their different locations. They're always doing events as well. Uh, you can find out about their medal-winning beer. And then um, go to any... I, I, hang out. Just hang out. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Drake's oh. is still at the top of my go-to list when I go shopping now. Yeah. Right? So yeah. everybody knows my affinity for, for Pale 31. Right. No. 1500. 1500. No, for Pale 31. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I would say that recently it might have even now been surpassed by 1500. Really? If you ju- I, this is not a conscious decision, but if you just look at my buying yeah. habits, yeah. I buy more 1500, I think, than any other beer right now. And you Crazy. know what else I like? Uh, so I, I love that there, there are special releases like the Jolly Roger and stuff. Yeah. But why doesn't anybody talk about Drake's IPA? Drake's IPA, uh, I don't know. Just their standard IPA yeah. is a fantastic American IPA, in my opinion. And so those two six packs are almost always in my fridge. No, they make great beer. I oh, think no. they and do they're too. really close to the shooting range too. Oh, see. <laughs> perfect. Do you go before or after? When do you go to Drake's? During. <laughs> Never mind. Don't, what, what do do, don't, don't answer that right. question. The brewery's in light industrial. No one will hear the gunshot. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Go to yeah, Drink Drake's. Go to drinkdrakes.com and uh, and see what I'm talking about. There you go. Right. Why don't we do this? Let's take a little break. All right. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk to Aroxa, and we're going to do a sensory beer panel. We're going to check out some off flavors and educate ourselves. So hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? First Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. The Vault, created by White Labs. The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through the Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the yeast strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the home brewer in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains, which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. 
MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold, 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good, and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Ale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, you are. Thanks for hanging out with us. We got a lot to do today. Right now, we're about to do a uh, sensory tasting. But uh, first, our friends at Great Fermentations want to remind you that they're awesome. You can go to greatfermentations.com and check them out. They've got the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in using Blickman products. Uh, they offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on so many items. You can check them out at greatfermentations.com. And they're doing a special for Christmas, $1 shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Only thing excluded there is bulk grains. And you can use coupon code BNARMY50, BNARMY50, to get $1 shipping, which is pretty cool. Um, also, be sure to like them on Facebook. You can go to GR8 Fermentation, Great Fermentation. Uh, that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, or just go to greatfermentations.com, uh, and they'll take care of you. Uh, okay, so we're doing a segment right now, and I just realized that in my long and illustrious career as a beer broadcaster, an aficionado, although I'm probably lying right now and I just don't remember that I've done this, but I don't yeah. think that I've ever done a uh, like dosed sensory panel. I think we've maybe done like one or two sort of not like this, not to the this extent, right? Which I think is how you should really be doing them. This is how it should be done. Okay, well, here's what we're doing. We've got Craig Thomas from Aroxa in the studio with us, and Aroxa makes these sensory kits. Craig can tell us all about it, and he's here to taint our palates for taint. us. Taint. Uh, do I have that right, Craig? Is that where you're, you're going to taint us? <laughs> Something like that. A couple of those flavors, yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Pleasure thanks to be for, here. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Um, 
you're not you're from the U.S. but not currently living and working in the U.S. Yeah, I'm originally from Colorado. Okay, uh, and then I went over to Scotland and. Uh, I've been there for about eight years, brewing okay. and doing my brewing degree, and then working over there now. So, got it. Okay, that's cool. And so, right now, are you just traveling around the states uh, for work? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's a it's a tough job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you do? Like, what is your job to educate with the kits? Yeah, my my official job role is business development manager, but uh, what it really comes down to is technical sales and and sensory support for okay. uh, breweries. Uh, and not just breweries, but pretty much anyone in the food food industry. But most of the, mostly, we work with breweries because uh, that's the most interesting stuff, really. And I'm curious if it's like brewers that are are brewers themselves that want to learn about off flavors in their beer, or are you doing more like staff training at pubs and bars like mine, so that you know, so that my staff, for example, could learn about off flavors. It's it's really across the board. Um, you know, it's because the you know you look at the brewing process and it goes all the way from raw ingredients all up to dispense obviously so actually uh you guys are familiar with cicerone right yeah sure, of course yeah so we we make those sand- standards for their program for those off flavors so those are ours okay. and we we help out with that uh but really most of our business comes from in the brewery quality management in the brewery so it's quality managers and and sensory coordinators that we mainly deal with but uh it really depends on the brewery for for places like brew dog that have uh, both production and bar staff. We've done like entire sensory systems for got it uh, for folk like that. So, but in a producing brewery, you're teach you're teaching them how to recognize these flavors, or you're actually helping them. How, what, what exactly does, does their product do for them? Well, yeah, we're we're a one stop shop for sensory. Really, it comes down. I mean, the the flavors are the core component to sensory training. You know, you have to be able to recognize all flavors and flavors in general in beer. But there's it's it's sensory science and sensory systems, and so it's it's really quality systems that we're looking to help brewers out with. And so that starts with training on on all flavors, but it goes a, a lot further than that when it comes down to it so and i'm curious this is a weird question but i'm curious like if they call you right like i'm just curious how many brewers go all right you know what i really need to know what these what this array of off flavors is i'm gonna call aroxa to come in here i need to get trained up and and help me figure that out as opposed to you going like hey guys you know you you reach out to them and hey we can help you with some of these common you need us you see what i'm getting at like is I would I would mm-hmm. like this answer to be that brewers are calling you. I think is why I'm asking it. Yeah. But what yeah. what happens? It's it's variable. I think uh, mo- most of the time people are are looking looking towards us because I've I've actually never met anyone who didn't want to learn about flavors at right. the end of the day. But mm-hmm. no one, or I, I shouldn't say no one, but most people don't understand how far down the rabbit hole goes. And so, you know, people come up to you and they, they ask, oh, I, I want to learn a bit more about uh, this flavor or that flavor. And you say, well, what what exactly, where are you looking to get to in this? Are you looking to have this as a serious system in your brewery where you are uh, measuring your quality based on sensory? Yeah. Because that's a whole different discussion to just doing, doing a one-off session with you. Okay. And, and so once, you know, it's, it's a huge education uh, piece actually that we're doing is just getting people to realize that if they implement sensory properly, then uh, they can pretty much get rid of half their lab equipment wow. or not even buy it. Wow. And then, uh, 
and then on top of that, it'll give them like specific actionable results that they can alter or you know fix their beer if they have problems or help uh, help to make it so that it's a consistent pro- uh, process. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I, good service. Yeah, I do feel like you're doing God's work. So uh, thank you. For Believe that. me, I'm in. I'm in me too. Literally, in the last two months, I've been into at least three breweries chasing their beers and they got like these beer flaws right yeah because diastole is everywhere it seems like yeah and you know why, why do i have to be the one to tell them that yeah well, they should know that yeah really oh yeah yeah absolutely. i know how to you know get people like get them moving on i mean i yeah, yeah. like i know when people aren't flushing the toilets here at the hop grenade <laughs> i mean it's an obvious thing yeah, yeah, you go ahead. Flush you're, the, you're in charge flush the goddamn toilet that's a flaw you're in charge do, man. do you have a panel for <laughs> personality <laughs> flaws because <laughs> yeah. That was so. yeah can you work on that for us please <laughs> okay so we have uh explain to me what we have i i see five beers in front of us what are we going to do today yeah, so I've uh, we've got five beers in front of us. One of a, one of them is just a reference. Uh, so whenever you're doing any kind of sensory training, uh, you always have a reference beer okay. uh, to to you know benchmark everything because that's that's the problem with a lot of uh, you know old sensory sciences or as it was practiced in breweries is you would go in and you would taste a beer and someone would say, oh, this beer has diastole in it. Well, what if? And there are a number of flavors. You know, any flavor you can be. Uh, blind to genetically you just can't pick it up right and so what if you're what if you're a guy who goes in and uh can't pick up diastole how okay. do you figure out whether you know it if someone's saying that there's diastole in there well yeah th- but there are other you know there are probably 20 other different flavors that you are picking up on yeah and so you start to think that something else is diastole and that's that's the whole problem so we have a reference beer here can so i just can add benchmark. that it should be a prerequisite to becoming a brewer that you can you, <laughs> you have get this, a license. you have the sense <laughs> to pick up diastole yeah. abc will not give you a I wish yeah, I, it should be so a, you can pick it out in a blind taste i wish yeah, i was like, genetically yeah, and everybody that works for you Everything else or is just paperwork. Will work for you. Everything else is just paperwork, but the one fucking it's thing. So, it's the most noticeable one. It's got to be. Uh, just, a, just a suggestion. It's, it's <laughs> a great idea. Let's see if we can get that. Actually, actually uh, I, was, I was speaking to uh, uh, someone last week who used to work at one of the bigger breweries. Who there, there is like a, a form or they, they have to go through tests. If they're uh, looking to be uh, a master brewer in that company, then they have to be able to recognize specific flavors. Yeah. And it's good and bad because, as I said, there sometimes you can't help it. You know, it's your parents' fault yeah, that yeah. you can't pick <laughs> no, up. Really. Yeah. And so to, to disregard that talent just because you can't pick up on one flavor seems a bit silly to me. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, yeah, you, you do want – good tasters making your beer <laughs> that's all at the end of the day and again that's that's something that we help with is like to figure out you know who who to have doing this kind of stuff with yeah within, within yeah. a brewery so but then we wouldn't have cloudy ipa so mm-hmm. there's that you know. yeah well okay so number one is our uh our, our <coughs> yeah it's so, a beer. What's the word for it? It's our uh, control. Our, our control. control. Thank you. So, the, star yeah, the, the, the one with the star in there. It's a star. So usually we oh, line it up control. on the, on the left yeah. side there. Got it. Okay. Uh, that's that's the control, and okay. it's it's no secret. It's it's Sam Adams. Oh yeah, it tastes uh, like airport. <laughs> tastes like the airport. Yeah. I want to go fly. <laughs> Can I get down to twenty ounce? Hey. <laughs> yeah, more. Glass is way too I'm already at a shot. I'm late for boarding time. Or okay. if you travel with Beverly, you've missed it entirely. 
I, I know I have done that. It's one time. <laughs> Several times, I think, actually. Uh, all right, so that's our control. What else do we have? Yeah, so first, first sample we, we have here is uh, I've dosed that with uh, Lightstruck, uh, which is a specific compound. And what I'll say is before we dive into any of these, oh. I'll, I'll let you know of, of the specific tasting technique to go through them. Okay. Uh, usually when we do training courses, we go through the whole – uh, the whole shebang where there's there's a whole methodology for how you go about assessing a sample blind because there are certain attributes that you'll pick up better with certain methods and others that uh, you won't pick up. And uh, specifically with this first compound that we're, uh, we're, that we're talking about, it's one that uh, you'll go blind to like that. Uh, if you if you go in and you stick your nose into Lightstruck, uh, you'll get desensitized to it. Your flavors or your uh, just did receptors will become you. overloaded. And so I thought you this guys was don't listen. <laughs> this was a good example to start with, just to to talk about how methodology does make a, a difference in how you taste yeah. how you taste beers. Okay, um, I actually just drank all of them. Yeah. So. <laughs> Tastes great. You went through all of them. Yeah, right? all, all you, done. Why would you I'm, do I'm that? Kidding. Oh. I'm just joking. <laughs> See, and and this is where like the individual comes into play because as i say uh humans adapt very quickly to sulfur compounds it's just hmm. something that happens hmm. I, I can't tell you why living with skunks it's gonna happen yeah. can you tell my wife that because she gets tired of smelling <laughs> stop farting uh, so if you the the good and the bad news is if you have a sample that's uh light struck which is a skunky flavor and you uh you stick your nose in it what and take a big whiff, then you'll go blind to it, you know, for five, ten minutes or, or significantly decrease your sensitivity to it, which means that if you have a light-struck beer, then that's a good way to fix it, right? Just yeah. <laughs> so this question we've been asking for years, like why has Heineken succeeded, uh-huh. it's be- it's a trick of the senses. Because your brain is go is trying to fix whatever it's repairing. <laughs> yeah. Here's a hole. Let's, let's repair it so you can consume this beverage. So Heineken makes the beer, but our brain does all the work. Our brain makes it better. Yeah. Okay. So what so, am I supposed to do with this one? This one, uh, you, if you just take it quickly by your nose, uh, kind of an underpass in your nose, and I, I realize it's tough to demonstrate this on the radio, but uh, and do really short sniffs, like you're over at a friend's house and their dog's sitting under the table and you start going. <laughs> yeah. What, just little ones. What was yeah. that? Yeah, just really short sniffing. Okay, I got uh, it there. I'm getting it. And yeah, you're looking yeah. for a skunky flavor. But it's interesting you mentioned Heineken because actually, you know, skunks are indigenous to North America. So yeah. people over in Europe, they, they don't know what a skunk smells like. Oh, right. And so but, a lot of... They, well, also they, have, they also have fresh Heineken. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's part of it. <laughs> so but, they don't need to uh, And, and I've, I've sat in on, on uh, trainings where this has been done, but uh, the... You know, Americans is immediately ass- uh, associate this with skunks, but you go over to Europe and it's usually freshly brewed, brewed coffee that they associate okay. with, and that's that's something that well, I that's find interesting. fascinating mm. with with sensory is like just because you know they're they're similar compounds. This is not actually the compound that skunks make, uh, but they they smell. You know, it's it's all about how you associate that in your own head. Okay, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how you associate it. It's just. You, you know, as long as you have that kind of connection that you can make so that sure. when you, you smell a it. beer, it's like... Uh, it's interesting. It's it's a very sweet smell, like smelling it against yeah, the I control. Smell, I, I smell perfume. It's very almost, it's yeah. it's very sweet and almost, I don't want to say dank, but almost kind of marijuana-like. I was going to say the well, opposite that I used to in, in other uh, times I've, I've smelled the skunky flavor. I've, yeah. 
associate with marijuana, but this one I don't. It's like yeah. the, I awesome. think it's the first time that I wouldn't call it marijuana like. Gotcha. Figures. I agree with the sweetness. Figures. Though. I know, right? Uh, anyway, okay, so I can definitely smell it. Yeah. And Almost is this wordy. something that we don't even worry about tasting, or, or we just? Uh, yeah. So you cannot taste sulfur <clears throat> compounds. So uh, when you're looking, as I say, when you're looking to assess beer, we have a whole methodology for how you go about it step by step. But this is one that you'll only pick up on the aroma. So if we, if we drank this, we wouldn't taste it at all. Well, you know, t- tasting has different meanings to, to different people. Yeah. Uh, tasting, as we define it, is exclusively how you how you perceive it on your taste buds. Okay. Right? And in, in that sense, you cannot taste it. Interesting. Uh, and as I said, you, you go you go blind to it very quickly if you stick your nose into it. Um, I have never – I don't know. There, there are two kind of ways to, to smell a beer essentially. First, you have the orthonasal, which is our, our standard just sniff it. And the second one is retronasal where you, you drink it, you swish it around, you swallow it, and then you breathe out through your nose, right? Okay. And so there, there are a lot of compounds that you'll mm. find that are uh, – you, you get stronger on one or the other. Um, but this one, almost exclusively, people get on the. On the so or, can on the I use this as a bar trick, where <laughs> like the next time some beer geek goes, "Hey, this this beer tastes skunky," I could say, "No, it doesn't." And <laughs> they're going to argue with me. They're going to argue with me for five minutes before I say, "You can't taste skunky. You can only <laughs> smell skunky." Trump card, bam. <laughs> is, is this is that accurate? Would I be right? Yeah, yeah you smell oh, skunky. So I'm that asshole too. I'm like, I will bet <laughs> you twenty dollars. It doesn't I taste. I already see that happen. <laughs> well, and then he'll go, that's not true. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> Let's get another beer. Yeah, exactly. Sure. All right, well, I won't bother tasting it then. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will. What, what is the compound? If I taste it? Uh, so the compound is uh, 3-methyl-2-butane-1-thiol. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easy, right? Usually it's 2-thiol there. <laughs> Sometimes we ask the obvious questions. Just for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, good Samaritans, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, most people call it 3-MBT. And it's it's obviously produced it's sun uh, sunburned beer at okay. the end of the day, and that's that's why the majority of beer producers you know they they bottle in brown bottles or cans. But uh, I I actually have, and this is important to note that just because you're bottling in brown bottles doesn't mean your your beer is totally bulletproof on this one because I've had. Uh, beers that have been bottled in brown bottles that still have yeah. been light struck before. Interesting. So uh, okay. it's it's all about decreasing, you know, minimizing that effect. But if you're sitting it, you know, on the shelf right next to a fluorescent light, uh, then it'll it'll go pretty fast. And this is something that you know people pick up in uh, nanograms. Uh, so that, and some even some people even pick it up in uh, picograms for liters. So that's a millionth of a millionth of a gram. That people are picking this up, so it's very odor active, yeah. and it, it happens very quickly. It's all about light hitting isomerized alpha acids. So, uh, yeah, you, you need to be careful with this one. So, in my glass doors full of bottles behind my bar here, we sell bottles here at the Hopper Night too. We have fluorescent lights uh-huh. that we've wrapped in like amber tape, uh-huh. and then of course most of the beer that we sell is in a brown, you know, amber bottle. Yeah. Is there still a light struck component happening there? So I, I'd imagine there would be. Okay. I wish I could tell you the exact rate that it's happening. Yeah. All I can tell you is I, I was in a bar about a year and a half ago, and I um, 
I went in. One of my one of my friends and colleagues. He had just passed his uh, uh, Cicerone exam, and so we bought a bottle, a, a nice Belgian style ale, uh, you know, in one of those really thick seven hundred fifty mm-hmm. mil bottles. And uh, as soon as he he opened it, we were like, "That's that's light struck." And so I have no idea how long it was sitting there. It was right up against the light. Yeah. But uh, point is, it can't happen. It was obvious. I, that's that's one of the few times I've ever picked it up out of a out of a brown bottle. So. Realistically, it's it's probably a very minimal risk, but okay. um, important to yeah. Just know, curious, to, is there a, is there a difference between uh, like light struck hops pre brew versus being light struck in the bottle? Uh, yes. So okay. you you only get light struck forming uh, from isomerized. Uh, alpha acids. Oh, right. So during the right, after yeah. The process, so after right, it's okay. been boiled, uh, that's that's your uh, issue right there. But before it's been boiled, uh, you you get you get other oxidation characteristics that come through in hops if you don't treat them correctly before they've been boiled as well. Okay. Um, yeah, because okay. hops are fun to work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? Right. So next up, uh, and this is one that uh, you can both. Get on the on the um, orthonasal and retronasal. So I, I'd recommend swirling it, sticking your nose in, giving it a one second sniff, and then uh, tasting it and uh, exhaling through your nose as well. But this is papery. Uh, the compound is transtunaninal, and this is indicative of aged beer at the end of the day. Okay, um, and it's it's mainly mainly you find this characteristic in lagers or uh, low pH. Um, or uh, you know, or beers with uh, very little specialty malt in them, um, or every imported beer I've ever bought exactly, off a warm shelf. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you get this, and as I say, it's a papery characteristic. Um, oh. Honestly, I, I don't really know how wow. else to describe it, but it's as, almost like Nagahide. It's nasty, or like like new plastic, or like fake le- like pleather. Um, this yeah. plastic vinyl kind of thing, vinyl like a vinyl sticker. Almost. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, you like those stickers, right? Or, yeah. or I would call it papery as fuck. <laughs> papery yeah. as fuck. I, I, it, for me, it's beyond papery. Really? Yeah. It's this. It's this weird, almost like synthetic, like plastic, like yeah. like like vinyl, like a vinyl <clears throat> sticker. I gotcha. It's just, um, yeah, it's just stale. Yeah, real stale. Yeah. But and I, yeah, and I, so sorry, I keep cutting up. But like, if I put my nose like a little bit past the glass, like wow. not right under, but just a little bit out from my nose, yeah, I get more of the paper. Okay, if I'm really on it, it, it's this whole different thing, which I suppose is the point. You kind of overdose it to get you to like, bam, it sticks out right away, right? Uh, yeah, when, when we start trainings, we usually dose it pretty high, okay. and I, I have dosed this one uh, pretty high because yeah. uh, when you when you're doing like the key to sensory and and any kind of tasting is like you have to be focused and it has to be a distraction free environment and you know, here, Which is here this, we are. This is not yeah, <laughs> uh, and and as I say, first time you know you want it. It's all about building confidence at the end of the day, so you want to make sure that people are actually getting it and realize that they can yeah. pick up on this stuff. So I've dosed this one pretty high. Okay. Okay. Um, when it comes down to it, but as you say, it's it's old beer and and not necessarily old, just badly treated because this this uh, compound comes around from uh, uh, it's it, it's just from uh, 
poor, poorly treated beer, high temperatures, okay. or or you know it's been on the shelf for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a combination of oxidation, light struck, heat. Like it's if it's right, an old beer would have suffered from all of these. Th- Things. It could. The interesting thing about this this one is uh, you don't actually get this from oxygenation in bottle. Okay. And a lot of people do. And and when this was dis- uh, or a lot of people think so. And when this compound was discovered in the seventies, everybody thought it was from oxidation. And that you know hmm. breweries invested billions of dollars into trying to get their packaging so that their uh, DO levels and TPO levels or oxygenation levels in the beer was super low because that's what they thought was causing it. But this compound, the precursor for it, is derived from the uh, the mash, actually, okay, uh, and oxidation during the match, and it latches onto a protein in the kettle, and then it starts as the beer ages and as it's higher temperature, it starts to degrade and and uh, break away from that protein. And that's where you get that interesting. Huh. And you're saying if you use some uh, darker, some darker malt in the beer, you're typically gonna it's gonna eliminate that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the there there it. During the mass, the the lipids uh, in the malt oxidize, and they do do that just naturally. But also, there's an enzyme uh, in a lot of malt that uh, is called lipoxygenase, and uh, that accelerates that oxidation and creates this compound transgenonial, which binds in the kettle and then releases. And uh, so, when when you're looking at this, that's that's how you decrease it is uh, through the. Get rid of the decreasing, precursor. yeah, decreasing oxygen, right. oxid, oxidation, uh, and and the enzyme during the mash, and uh, when the when the malt is kilns, it usually deactivates that ex- enzyme. Now, are you uh, are, are we talking really hot side aeration? Is that a problem? Is that a? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, and, this, and it's a staling agent basically. That's what yeah. we're tasting is stale yeah. beer. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So yeah. even in lighter beers, right, where color obviously is an issue. How are they going to use darker kilned malts to prevent this? Well, the reality is they don't. Now, uh, some some of the bigger breweries have invested a lot of money into developing uh, barley that doesn't have lipoxygenase in it. Okay. Um, so it, it takes out that enzyme activity that uh, accelerates that, that oxidation. Seems like an obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Thanks, uh, Monsanto. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I, love me some jeans. I love me some Roundup. I love me some Roundup, tell you that. But it's it's one of those things where if if you're a brewer of of any product, um, ex- excepting you know the the few that a few beers that you're brewing that you might want to age, uh, you want that beer to be selling as quickly as possible. Yeah. So a lot of breweries don't even concern themselves with okay. trying to fix this because if it's if it starts to it's our, uh, show itself, then it's already yeah. you know, canary why, in the coal mine. Obviously, you aren't selling it quick enough. So. Yeah, okay. and, and that's <laughs> I think why problem? it doesn't matter necessarily as, as on a homebrew level because usually in two months your yeah. your cake yeah. is being turned over anyway, or you're dumping it to make room for something else. So it kind of you know it is an issue. We've always been taught it's not an issue on a homebrew side, and I think it it, it is. It's just our beer is not around for. A year, two, or three, or whatever. Or on the other side, yeah. you could it could be around. Like I'm a ten gallon brewer, right? and I you know I end up throwing half of the beer away because it right. sits there. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I, if I could like focus on staying leach, and so I might be able to have the beer at a longer period of time. That's true. All right, I got to keep us moving. I hate yeah. to do that uh, because I'm actually I have more questions too. But let's go to the next flavor. <laughs> yeah. So this this is one that uh, we'll we'll taste. Um, so it's always good practice to you know swirl it and sniff it and all that that okay. kind of thing. But uh, if you take a wee taste of it and breathe that through the nose, this is metallic that we're looking wow. for. Wow! Someone bled in my beer. 
<laughs> oh, God. Ew. Yeah, it's pretty foul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Mouthful of pennies or yeah. blood. Yeah. yeah, I get it really in the front of my mouth. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. You could put it People fucking hate this one. one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this one's metallic. Yeah. And you'll, you'll just get this from brewing process, either raw materials, pre- predominantly your water, if it's uh, oh, contaminated really? with metal ions, or, or, you know, if it's exposed to rusty taps or yeah. anything like that. This is uh, what people, what we lovingly re- refer to as a taint. Uh, okay. In, in the in the UK is uh, it's it's something that you never want in your beer, right? This is this is obvious sign that you've screwed up, right? You yeah, you, you boned this big time. It's, it's not even you know poor practice or or something that you or might like consider. an English beer where a diacetyl small amount might be appropriate. Mm. This is just obvious. Should never be there. Under yeah. Those and you're exactly. saying wow. it's like an egregious mistake. Like oh, somebody yeah. wasn't doing their job yeah. when you get this. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is foul. And it, it, you know, expands to a number of different compounds, which at best are terrible tasting. At worst, are actually harmful. You know, if they're in, oh, yeah. in high quali- uh, quantities in your beer. So, Interesting. Yeah. Have you ever? And obviously, you don't have to name the brewery, but you know, gone in for like some help. Somebody needed sensory help and found a harmful level of of any of these compounds. Fullers. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I never have. Okay, uh, but I can't speak for any of my colleagues. Sure. I, I know that there have been. You know, it's. At the end of the day, beer's a pretty safe drink to drink. Yeah. Uh, and I I can't think of a situation where, you know, a decent-sized brewery is putting out beer that uh, has actually – there was one one situation, but I can't remember the specifics. I think it was in Sweden where a guy died uh, because um, of a mold contamination. But other than that, it's – you know, Well, it's, hey, it's when nothing. you're a country of sissies, you <laughs> die from mold. Very tall. I don't know what to tell you. all the rules. I don't know what to tell you. A rule follower. <laughs> Sorry, Sweden. Uh, all right. Let me ask you this. It's okay. This metallic compound or, or flavor, in much lesser proportion – is something that I pick up often in uh, Belgian style beers. Sure, is th- am I just confusing that that taste with something else, or is this are these compounds actually in there? And I'm talking more about that iron, just iron and blood. Like yeah. I will, you know, sometimes get from like, well, from Belgian beers. Yeah. So am I tasting that compound? So yeah, you picked up on the one exception I can think of with ah. uh, with these uh, with taints is sometimes you sometimes you you Craig do find knew we were going to do this by the way he he's like guys I know you oh, oh, yeah. yeah it's like sex ed here right now. Uh, sorry go on uh, so you you do sometimes find metallic at very low levels in Belgian beers and that's the only time it's considered except or I don't know it depends on who are they getting it from their water. It, or to is, be honest, I really don't know. Okay, um, I just I, I I know that it's it's sometimes found in those. Alternatively, uh, sometimes you can find what we call false metallic in some hop compounds. Okay, uh, and the the best way to evaluate that is to uh, if you give your beer a swirl again and stick your stick your finger in the foam or get a bit on your finger. Yeah, and then uh, if you dab it onto uh, kind of the webbing between your uh, thumb and forefinger, yeah, and let it let it react for about five seconds or so, and after that, uh, because of it <laughs> reacting with the lipids on your skin, you'll get a, a distinctly metallic note on that, yeah, uh, and that 
that's indicative of meta- uh, metal contamination in your beer as opposed to the hop. Uh, I see. False, false metallic that you get with the hops. You wouldn't sometimes. get it on your skin if it was the false one. I get like okay. an oniony garlic thing. Is that that was, that's your lunch? That's my balls. <laughs> that's uh, that was where your hand was before you. That, wait, that's your hand I just, shaking. I was man. just kidding. Yeah. yeah okay, it is. and I let's go to number four. Then. So four is one of my uh, one of my favorite flavors to talk about actually, uh, because I think it's very representative of uh, the fact that. Excluding taints, you don't get off flavors in beers. You get flavors in beers, right? So this is uh, a compound called Mercaptan, and you can get it on uh, just a one-second sniff if you swirl it around and stick your nose in just quick one second. And it'll be reminiscent of uh, garbage juice. Yeah. Um, But also it's reminiscent of uh, French cheese. Um, so like camembert or soft knew, French cheese. Now knew, it's good. I knew yeah. I kind of liked it. <laughs> See, before you were about to throw up. I know. And then, like, and then he said cheese, and I'm like, how it how changes. feeble our minds right. are, and or easily change like yeah. that. That's a, that's common. And we're common. What? <laughs> we are basic right now. <laughs> And that's that's what it's about. Is it's all about perception at yeah. the end of the day, and uh, and about style and and what what you're looking for in your beer. So Mercaptan, it's another it's another sulfur, it's another thiol uh, that you can get from uh, both yeast autolysis. If you're looking at lagers, if you're uh, if you're maturing your lagers improperly, and you've got a lot of uh, yeast still in there, then a lot of times they'll produce this when they uh, explode and die. But alternatively, uh, you get this a lot in New World hops. So things like Simcoe and Mosaic, you're mm-hmm. getting a lot of this Mercaptan flavor out of them, especially if you're dry hopping uh, mm. with these compounds. And as I say, that that shows you know the distinction. It's all about what, what you're evaluating it in and yeah. how that balances up against other things. And for what it's worth, I absolutely love this flavor. <laughs> oh, you like it's, it in yeah, yeah, I really dig it. I mean, right here, as I say, I, I super dose this, so it's a bit high, but uh, it's it's tasty. And, and is this one, again, that we don't taste but only smell? Yeah. Yeah? yeah okay. Um, so, but you can you can get it both on retronasal and on um, uh, orthonasal. See, this one, and I, I'm going to drink the control again just before I say this, but... To me, it's actually a mild flavor. To me, the different. So even though mm-hmm. you're saying you dosed it quite a bit, and so maybe that means I'm I, I don't perceive it as much. I don't sure. my no. my senses don't pick up on it because that one's that's super mild. You'd have to you had to really tell me there's something wrong with it, right? Actually, right. I get it more in the aroma than I do the flavor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for this sure. is again, but even this... then for me against the control, the aroma is not a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't pick up on it much. Yeah. And this is this is the uh, the fun thing about sensory. As I say, it's like everybody has their their own thresholds, and you have got you've got average across the board. You know, uh, within a nation or a demographic or globally, yeah. you kind of have an average, which we base a lot of our thresholds off of. But uh, there's certain compounds which I'm not sensitive to at all, uh, and compounds like sulfur compounds which i'm super sensitive to whereas yeah. i know uh several several other people who uh because they were exposed to a lot of sulfurs when they were when they were little or or what have you i don't know how many you know west coast ipas you drank but that that could be a oh when i was seven a lot yeah. yeah all the time yeah all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I get you. So there, there are a lot of factors at play here, and and that's something that uh, I I love doing 
and uh, we do is we 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 help people realize their strengths and weaknesses, and then kind of uh, fortify their whole sensory program against that. So, well, like I said, you really are doing God's work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm really sensitive to the uh, good names. pale ale compound. Do you have? Is is there? A can thing? we toast these beers with that? Yeah. Can I just? I, if I could just put a drop in every beer I drink to yeah. make it taste like a great pale ale, you got to be able to do that, right? I probably could, but I don't think I have I have the right flavors with me. I'll, I'll give it a thing. No, I don't. <laughs> Next but time I, you come back, I Craig, I, yeah. this is, can't you just fix beer? Why do you have to fuck all the beer up right. and then tell us what's wrong There's with it? There's plenty yeah. of people putting up bad beer. We yeah, don't need sure. we don't need a way to do it ourselves yeah. at home. Feel like we need doing good beer. <laughs> you need to have beer fixing kits. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, if you did, I could send you to some breweries. Yeah, you'd make a killing and all of my homebrew and all of me. right awesome. club night. 2017, sponsored by <laughs> Aroxa. <laughs> All right, folks, you can go to aroxa.com and and check it out. Um, there's it's uh, really cool. It's really really cool. This was really cool. And Craig, if next time you come back on your world tour, please uh, please come back and do this again. Uh, how many different compounds do you guys do in your in your test kits? Uh. It depends on the kit. Total, I think uh, we have both R&D and on market. We have about 200. No, I think it's pushing 350, actually, wow. different flavors. But, uh, so you can visit us for the next eight years sure. at four yeah. a time. <laughs> and so we just, We're good. We, we got a recurring guest. Does it go? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just make the quick trip over the pond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll over send there. the jet for you. If yeah. we have to. Actually, right. we're, we're, we'll be doing a training course uh, out here in March. Um, so come in, maybe. Then. Yeah, come That'd be back. Great. Yeah. Come back. It would be good to get a lot of extended time talking about each one of these a little more, and then maybe what we yeah. can do as homebrewers to prevent some of this shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in fact, that's what Craig said he could really do when we were talking about yeah. this beforehand. And it's, unfortunately, we have the other guest, but uh, yeah, being able to dive <laughs> into more of what uh, what it's caused by and how to prevent it. Yeah, is um, but that's well, yeah, what Aroxa does. So yeah. you can give him a call. Uh, go to aroxa.com and check it out. Yeah. And then call us in March, man, because maybe we can do it. We'll do an extended segment where we can, yeah, really talk about where these compounds come from. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Craig. Thanks for being with us. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Wild Card Brewing Company. Uh, Doc, are you going to finish your Sam Adams? No. Oh, (laughs) I am. I'll finish yours, too. I might finish the one with a star on it. (laughs) That's the one. All right, hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Bruin Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a brew 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Homebrewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for 
Denny Brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature march pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. This is Matt Reynoldson from Firestone Walker Brewing Company, and you're listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks to Aroxa and uh, Craig for coming in here and uh, tainting us. <laughs> it was nice of them to do. 
Um, before we move on with our next guest, don't forget about the Beersmith homebrewing software, the best software there is out there. You can go to beersmith.com. Professionals use it, too, JP. Not I just, love professionals. Not just me. No. But professionals. But actual professionals. Yeah. Uh, uh, beersmith.com. You get a free 21-day trial. Uh, you can go check it out so you don't have to take my word for it. And it works on a PC and a Mac, and it does all the things you think you need it to do and more. And uh, Brad's a good guy over there. He's taking care of, uh, of you homebrewers by keeping his software up to date and uh, the best piece of homebrewing software out there. So, beersmith.com. Check it out. Uh, Wildcard Brewing Company is in the studio with us right now. Uh, we've got Jeff Hansen and Andy Crocker uh, here to talk beer with us. Welcome to the studio, guys. Hey, thanks for having us, hey, guys. Thank you. Uh, Jeff is the uh, Anglo-Saxon American sounding one, and uh, Andy Crocker is the very strange accented. We're not sure where he's from yet. Australia, um, London, yeah, uh, no, east of London, uh, yeah. somewhere, <laughs> somewhere east of in the Commonwealth, yeah. far, um. far north England. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys managed the Beatles. <laughs> Andy actually, in his former life, managed the Beatles. <laughs> uh, Andy's seventy-nine years old, ladies and gentlemen, uh, but he just got his first brewing gig or something. Is Wildcard your first brewing gig? No, it's brewing back it's in Australia. You were so, okay. Yeah. So. All right, we're going to learn Does about these guys' history. <laughs> It does. It counts. Yeah. It counts. We had to convert everything to metric after we hired him. <laughs> Which, so he did you a favor. You should pay him extra yeah, for that, right? yeah. Well, we were very confusing. We were actually half metric, half oh, really? imperial. And so, he was like, what's this bullshit? Yeah, so he still has to use some, like when he orders stuff. Yeah. He has to order it in pounds and... Like 11 pounds, it. which I think is... Is that five kilos? Yeah. Yeah, so he has to order 11 pounds because they want to take the order in Did you give kilos. him a little, like, flash card with all these little... The, the most common conversions? Yeah, it's taped up on the brew house. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. cake has I've got, an app, I've got an app, Justin. <laughs> you do? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh, See, me, I'm, I'm such an idiot. Flash cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why am I still living in the 80s? Uh, uh, I, because they were kind of the best time. I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. Either that or the Australians are just more advanced. He's like, we have apps for that. Yeah. Well, he couldn't get them until he came here. <laughs> it was a fairy tale yeah, over there. Down there. The right. internet was a fairy tale <laughs> in yeah. Australia. Uh, okay, so let's get to know these guys. Uh, Jeff, you are one of the founders of Wildcard Brewing. Is that right? I am, yeah. I like okay. to say I'm the founder, but my wife likes to say I'm the co-founder. Good call. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Let's my give wife her a fancy I... title, no money. That's all you need to do. Oh, I, was yeah. to, I was supposed to pay her? No, yeah, you don't have to pay her. So that's great. <laughs> she writes the paycheck, so I'm the one. Who yeah, I'm pretty sure you get the fancy title oh, and no money. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the two of you started the company? We did, yeah. yeah. So uh, When? 2000. Well, the company started in 2012. We just had our four-year anniversary in November. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, but we started the plan for this back in late 2008. Um, I was working in the grocery business, and... Our hobby was kind of going to breweries, and we met all these super cool people who were always like, oh, man, you want to start a brewery? If you ever want to do that, just hit me up and let me know. I'll give you all this information. I was like, this okay. is totally different than any industry. Right. Yeah, like, I, I thought business people were supposed to be evil. And, Friendly uh, people, yeah. Yeah. And so then I, I kind of got into this brew school in England that I had applied to and not told my wife about. Really? And then I— Wait, 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 wait. All right. So you've got your day job. I've right? got my day job. At the grocery store. Yeah. Or in the grocery business. Mm-hmm. And you secretly, you what, you hear online about some school in England? Yeah. So, well, it, it actually <laughs> happened. I was apprenticing at a brewery two days a week because I had Tuesday and Wednesday oh. off. Okay. And my wife had a normal job. So I was like, 
Well, what am I going to do Tuesday or Wednesday? I could either drink beer or go make beer and drink beer. That's you, cool, yeah. Or yeah. Watch, just sit home and watch porn. <laughs> I could do that as well. He probably did that for about a month. <laughs> <laughs> was like, well, all right, now I'm done with that. Yeah, then, then I got the end of the internet. And <laughs> yeah, so, so he had went to the school, and I found out about it, so I applied. Okay, secretly. So you apply, you find out about this brew school in England, and you secretly apply. It's secretly, but I, well, is it a secret if you just don't tell them? All right, I'm Pretty with much. you. I've yeah, used yeah. the same argument before, if that's so, what you're uh, getting at. They, they yeah, think yeah. it is. If that's the road you want to go. I feel like by definition, <laughs> so then, um, that's a secret. Uh, Shut up, Bevo. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyhow, and you one day receive an email back that you've been accepted? Yeah, well, about two days before that, I kind of put my notice in at my job. Oh, Jesus, okay. And then luckily I get it. Was that a, a not secret as well? No, I called her on my lunch break and okay. told her I just put my notice in. Got it. All right. So that didn't go over so well either. But uh, then, okay. then I got this and I was like, hey, Jenny. We messed can, up the rest of her day. <laughs> we can either kind of you can support me and we can keep living <laughs> in Santa Cruz or we can move to England. <laughs> luckily, she was as wild card as I am and was just uh. like... Let's go. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So you got and and why this school? I'm joking that of course you ran across it, but uh, what was the school? Uh, Brew Lab. It, Brew Lab. It's at the University of Sunderland. Okay. And why that one? How did it come across your radar, and why did you choose it? Well, I'd been homebrewing a little bit, and I'd been looking at different schools. I've been looking at Siebel and UC Davis, and yeah. this one was a lot more hands on. Okay. And for me, that's just a way I learn a little bit better. Yeah. There's a chance in the school where you're in an actual brewery every week. So you're in a different brewery every week. Oh, nice. And then you're in the lab actually brewing beer every week as well. So it's very hands-on. It's just the way I learn. And um, we looked at it, and we said we could go to Davis. Uh, we could go to Siebel. We could go to Chicago. But let's do something different. Let's just move to England and wow. kind of throw caution to the wind and see what happens. Was it, I mean, counting the move and everything, was it more expensive to go that route, the brew lab route? Because the schools here aren't cheap. No, no. And actually, at the time I went, the exchange rate was really good. Okay. And so it was almost exactly the same. Wow. So okay. when we looked at that, we had to get over there. Yeah, but, yeah, if you know, for the same price, I thought... Okay, but your it. wife had to quit her job, too. Yes. And you guys had to uproot and... So did you... Did you just spend your savings to go to school? I mean, how did you pull that off? Yeah, I've been very good at that in my life, saving up a bunch of money and then okay. blowing it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's pretty much what we did. Got it. Okay. So you're an 18-year-old perpetually. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I got $800 fucking Nintendo games! <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. So how long were you in, in England? We were there for, um, it was a three-month program. So it's, the, pretty, it's pretty short. It is. It's a pretty short program. And that makes it a better value, probably, too, because you're not in school. It does. So it's about the same length as the UC Davis program, mm -hmm. but three months of the UC Davis is an internship. And so I kind of looked at that as a business person and said, wait a minute, I could come back and work for three months and make that money back. Yeah. And so that's kind of the way we did it. Smart. Okay. Yeah. So you go to school there, and then just coincidentally, Andy, you went to the same school? I did go to the same school. You, did y'all meet at the school? No. That, you just found this out later? No. Uh, well, uh, my my wife uh, is a friend of Jeff's from Cal Poly. Yeah, okay. Uh, and we're up here traveling, and Jeff mentioned the school to me a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, I was looking to, to get into brewing as well and struggling to find my way into a brewery without any experience. Uh, or commercial experience, and I ended up heading over there uh, as well. So, uh, Got it. And the program's come a long way since Jeff was there. There's new um, lecturers and things like that, mm. and 
it's uh, you were saying it's it's quite a short program, but mm-hmm. it's it's uh, you know nine till no. or, or eight eight till six every yeah. day. Well, I've heard great things. About um, it. Yeah, it's a great program. Yeah. So, so you're saying you have a better education than Jeff? Oh, I've yeah. got a much, <laughs> much better education. That's proved Jeff. every day. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, uh, are you the head brewer? At, I am the head brewer. Now, yeah. just out of curiosity, uh, why did you, as a person who, as a business owner who mm. went to brewing school, you've chosen to hire a, a head brewer as well instead of doing it yourself? Um, well, I've done it a lot of, lot of a lot of it myself. And I think the time when I needed to hire a head brewer came when I went to answer a business call yeah. while brewing. And I lost my phone in the kettle. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which um, is funny until you've got 500 gallons of wort in the kettle. You yeah. have to transfer over to another tank oh, to fish man. the phone out to do it again. And it's like, you know what? I've got a lot of things going on. And I really wasn't able to be concentrating on the beer solely. Yeah. Like, I need somebody who's in Did here. Did you call your mother back after you dropped the, the phone in the... God. Yes, mom. <laughs> yes, mom. Now I'm work. Oh, shit. You know, the, the worst thing was that month, and then I broke it two more times. Yeah. In the same month, yeah. is that was the month where we were like, oh, we're finally breaking even. If you oh, took okay. my cell phone cost out of there, yeah. it's like, oh, we, we would have made, <laughs> made money. We would have made $89. Yeah. Mom. Sure, <laughs> Jenny was for really that happy about that, too. Do, you, yeah. Mind, yeah. do you mind if I ask how long you were in business before you were able to break even as a, um, a brewery? Yeah, well, we started a little bit unique. So we, we didn't have a whole lot of money to start, so we started off contract brewing. So we okay. had a tap room, yeah. a pilot system, which we got from more beer. Cool. Um, and uh, started off contract brewing for the first 10 months. So then we got the financing to do it and got going. But we were a good good three years in before we started seeing the numbers at the bottom wow. not be red. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. And to be honest, if you're looking to start a brewery, you should be absolutely scared or way overfunded. Right? It's <laughs> yeah. a hard time to do that. It is. And one of the things we've noticed is the market changes every year. Every time we think, hey, we've got this dialed, we're changing our philosophy on package, or we're changing on this, we change it, and it's great, and then everybody else changes. Okay, yeah. So it's it's really crazy. And being up in Reading, we kind of do a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Up there, we sell a lot of our Pilsner, our 530, which is our, our lighter-style ale, and our IPA. Okay. All of our one-offs, we sell mostly through our tasting room, a couple craft beer bars up there, but in our self-distribution in the Bay Area okay. is where we move most the majority of our one-off beers. And your self, okay, just to give, uh, most of our listeners are not in California, uh, Redding is what, three and a half hours? Three and a half hours to, to the Hop Grenade, which yeah, would be the closest stop in the Bay Area. Yeah, and we're like the edge of the Bay Area. We are, And yeah. you're self-distributing down here. We are. We, wow. we met with every distributor in the area, and a lot of really nice guys, but what we found is... We're one too small okay. to be in the big guy's house. And a lot of the small guys have 50, 60 breweries in their house. Okay. And yeah. what we found is that Wildcard is the last one in their book. Sure. So yeah. it, it, it can be really tough, and it's always got to be the new thing. And Maybe if you started your name with an A. That's, I, I thought the... of changing the company's name to A Wildcard. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> These are actual real thoughts that you have when you own companies. They are, right? Yeah. Like four in the morning. God, you're ah. a genius. <laughs> I'm a genius. A Wild, one Wildcard. <laughs> it's like the old phone book where you'd have AAA. Yeah. Yes. You know? But for us, it was also... We wanted to get to know 
the people who own the bars. We wanted them to know us, and we wanted to make sure that they were getting beer at its peak. Okay. We wanted to make sure that was fresh beer, especially with hoppy beers. We've This year, we embraced IPAs. We fought them for the first couple of years, said, hey, the IPA market's going to turn around. It hasn't. <laughs> and so we finally right. got smart and started making more IPAs, which is Andy's real strong suit. He's a, very, he's a hophead. I'm more of a mullet forward type guy. Okay. And so when we brought Andy on. I wish you said mullet forward just then. <laughs> I don't have forward. enough hair for him. In the back, amazing. I might. Yeah. yeah. That would be amazing. I bet at one You've point in his life he was a mullet forward kind of guy. You think so? Did you have a mullet in the 80s? In the 90s, sorry. I was going to say, You're I was, not I was, that I was, old. Yeah, I'm not that old. But, uh, You're probably younger than I am. How old yeah. are you? I'm 33. Fucker. He's, older both, he's younger than both of us. Yeah. That's he bullshit. He's alive in the 80s. He's the youngest person. Well, no, Bev, you're like 45. My soul is old, right. but I'm only 33 what also. What about you, Andy? Oh. Andy's like, Andy's 23, I think. Andy's not even uh, born yet. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's, yeah, Andy's prenatal right now. No, I'm, th- I'm 37. Oh, okay. Well, in he's American old. youth. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. He's Tasty's age. Yeah. How, how yeah. Do you age? I feel like Australia is a place where you age oh. faster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, on the continent, right? I think you have to. I think you have to grow up faster. Yeah. <laughs> Survive. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. It's okay, it's okay. It won't be the last time that happens. Yeah. Have you been in any bar fights when you lived in Australia? Well, it's funny. As a you kid. Start, how many did you start? Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you asked that because I was talking to Justin's beautiful partner outside. Yeah. Before. She is quite a lovely woman. She is a lovely girl. Kate so. the Great. You're talking about Eric? <laughs> and Eric. Yeah, yeah. It's my other one. Yeah. Catherine Kevin. And, <laughs> and she was saying to me how uh, when she was in Australia last year with you, she yeah. was driving along and there's like billboards. Yes. Over here, over here the billboards are <laughs> don't drink and drive. In Australia, the billboards are don't drink and fight. <laughs> yes. So, uh, we, uh, it's a real thing. Do yeah. you know who you're beating on? It's if not, big, please call 800. It's always like, all right, yeah, ours are like a, you know, a crumpled up car, right? Yeah. Uh, so, honestly, they're not even that graphic because they just show you the equipment, not the person. Okay. In Australia, it's like a bloodied up guy sitting on the curb, like with his head in his hand. Jesus. And it says like... It says, like, be a mate. Yeah, be a mate. Don't drink and fight. That's the thing. Be a mate. Don't throw them fists and hate. Uh, I don't know. Don't Don't kick his face. To be fair, we don't don't have guns in Australia and knives are illegal. Right. So all we have is our fists. (laughs) Right. I'll give you that. That's very foreign to us over here. (laughs) It is. Yeah. (laughs) Why would you fight with your hands? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, if I say something, you might punch me? Oh, big fucking deal. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. No wonder you guys fight because <laughs> you're not going to get stabbed or shot. Yeah. Wait, and knives are illegal? Yeah, knives are illegal. Really? Oh, no, big man. ones? So my first... My first biggest... What do you guys kill things with? Well, we don't kill things. Oh. We just beat so, them Come up. on, you, you got all the poisonous yeah. stuff. They kill yeah, us. That's right, they yeah. kill us. So. Yeah. <laughs> Spiders. They haven't learned about Darwin. Spiders and snakes and shit, man. So my first biggest thing when I moved to Reading was that everyone was walking around with a knife in their back pocket. Oh, God, yeah, right? And I'm just like, what is this? What is this? this is insane. Like, <laughs> and we're not even talking about the concealed and carry permits yet yeah. in, up in, in Reading. Because no. those are concealed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, it's like people walking around with knives in their back pockets. Yeah, like, yeah. I have one in my front pocket. <laughs> we've, we've had a couple bartenders. He does. Take does. A I see the contents <laughs> of your front pocket right now. I bet there's a knife in there. 
<laughs> We're going to find this out. Doc's very American. He probably also has like an AR-15 in his Hummer oh, parked shit, outside right now. There. There's a knife. In that's his not a knife. That's, that's, a, not that's a, a pocket knife. knife. This is a knife. That's still a knife. <laughs> Have you ever seen a crocodile dungeon? <laughs> yeah. That is not a knife. It's still a knife. You want to see me use it? It's actually sharp as fuck, that little knife. Oh, yeah. But it's also like a three-inch blade, down. so everyone just calm down yeah. a little bit. All right. I'm going to have to like... Be the mom right now, Doc. I'm going to need you to put that away. Put the knife away. Tom. Proxy mom. Don't, don't Pro- wave Stop. it around. Stop it. You're scaring me a little bit. Now. You're grounded. <laughs> yeah. You're making Andy nervous. Okay. I'll hit you with my fist later. Uh, <laughs> that make you feel right at home. Welcome to America. Why are you so aggressive? God. Okay. So back to business. So Andy coincidentally went to the same school. Um, uh, chose it for the same reasons. A, a hands-on experience hands-on experience it was 12-week program we got to brew individually every week okay um with our lecturer was the head of heineken scottish newcastle for 35 years wow um he was he's unbelievable that's Um, cool yeah uh, unbelievable program couldn't highly recommended enough to anyone okay so. so then you came back here to the states uh married to get a green card obviously Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, he did it backwards. He did it the legal I'm, way. Uh, yeah, I'm this totally, my, obviously, still fucking with you. <laughs> you got an anchor, I baby? Joking, Andy, uh, Andy's US wife government is a, protocol. I know, of course. The reasons. U.S. government, don't listen to me. Andy's wife's a, a wonderful woman. Who, <laughs> they know each other very they're, well. They're clearly in love. I'm sure she knows what color his toothbrush is and whatever <laughs> bullshit questions with the, you have. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, I'll tell you what. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> they watch that Gerard Depardieu Yeah, they're listening to the show right now. So he knows not to say, Oh, I always get that one wrong. <laughs> uh, he's like, I don't even remember her name. <laughs> Wife B out there. I uh, know, but you come back to the states then after school, and you're looking for a brewing gig. No, I actually went back to Australia. Ah. After, back to Australia after um, after school, and I started working with a couple of breweries over there. Sorry, I'm that's all right. There you go. Yep. Um, so I worked with two breweries back there in Melbourne, in my hometown. Um, the Wolf of the Willows. I'm going to give him a shout out. Uh, cool. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, That's Wolf of the Willows. If the, you couldn't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Wolf in the Willows. So I know. I, okay. Yeah. I heard Wolf in Pillows. So yeah, of course you did. I got hard. So my, my buddy, I spoke to my buddy earlier, who you know very well, Ben. Yeah. And he said to me, "If there's one bit of advice I can give you tonight, is you need to slow down because no one's." Can understand a fucking word you're saying, <laughs> and you are—you have slowed down a little. Well, I can I, tell. Well, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying my best. But so yeah, so the Wolf of the Willows back in Melbourne and uh, Bad Shepherd, who I believe you know as well, yeah, Derek yeah. Hales. That's right. Yeah, um, Derek makes great beer. Yeah, Derek makes great beer. So mm-hmm. so I brewed with him, and I brewed with Scott McKinnon of uh, Wolf of the Willows. Both great guys. Um, and then moved back over here and took up the gig with Jeff at Wildcard and. Got it. Yeah, it's been amazing. And all you had to do was move to Reading uh, yeah. for this yeah. game. How long have you been in Reading, Jeff? Well, I was born and raised in Shasta County, which okay. is where Reading is. Beautiful and then, county uh, out there. Yeah, no, it's, it's gorgeous country. There's not a whole lot of people that live up there, but yeah. uh, it's nice. Which yeah, is I, why it's beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> right. Kate, Kate the Great's mom used to live like up on the mountain up above Reading. I don't know what she was telling me in Whitmore. Thank yeah. you. That, yes. I was trying to think of the name of the thing. I, I went there like it's once. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It is. She, I was, went a, there, she I, was an herbalist for the local villagers. <laughs> and they would come to her for potions and rubs and remedies and stuff like that. She was Those actually a goat farmer. <laughs> 
and not on purpose. She bought like she bought like four goats. That's and on then, purpose. Like, That's on purpose. And then like didn't believe the rumor is true that they just fucked fuck like, like goats. goats. Yeah. And by the time I went there, she had a hundred goats. And for people who think you're joking about goat farming, all of our spent grain goes to goats. Oh, it does. Yeah. There, does. There's there's clearly not as many Mediterranean folks in that area that need to be. If there's that many goats, Greek people will eat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My people, I'm salivating. You said goats. I'm like, 100 goats? That's a lot of food, man. I'm ready. Greeks don't move to Reading. No, they don't. So, no. There's too, one it's Greek, too green. <laughs> there's one Greek restaurant. Yeah. It's three. called Taco Bell. It's two, there's three. There's yeah. three Greek restaurants. What? They're no, all about the same guy. In Reading. There's okay. three Greek goats. restaurants in Reading. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Janos, Steranopoulos. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. How do you like Reading compared to uh, Melbourne? Melbourne, yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah. Uh, it's different. Yeah. And, yeah. So Melbourne, Melbourne and San Francisco, where we were living before we moved up to Reading, okay. uh, very similar cities. Oh, really? Oh, I've never, I've travelled a lot, and there's no two cities that I consider more alike. Than so you have a lot of Melbourne. bums in Melbourne. <laughs> People just take a shit around right in Melbourne. Like, shit. Shit. <laughs> shit. Shite. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, I mean, because you would think you're travelling around, you, you see similarities in some cities, but it, it sounds like, uh, you know. It's our sister they're, city. They're pretty yeah. good, yeah. It is a sister city. But, yeah. That's uh, cool. Redding's different. Yeah. That way. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more you like it. You're all right with it. It's it's cool. We've yeah. got great outdoors. You know, my yeah. wife and I love snowboarding, hiking, backpacking. It's you know, oh, there you it's, go. It's, it's you amazing. Have no kids. It's, it's a beautiful place. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you guys have a couple outlets there. What, what's the craft beer scene like otherwise? Are there good beer bars? Any uh, yeah, multi taps that are like it's going uh, a long way. So uh, when we opened Wildcard in late 2012. Reading was the largest town on the West Coast without a brewery. Uh, now we've got three huh? we've got three breweries in town. Oh, breweries, huh? um, we're seeing every restaurant seemingly over the last year and a half has said, "Wait a minute, four taps isn't enough. Wow, let's get sixteen. You know, and so we're starting mm. to see a lot more craft beer options, which cool. is awesome. And we're really starting to see the population say, "Wait a minute, there's all this great flavorful beer yeah. out there." And so California, Oregon beers, and so up there, you know, Southern Oregon's considered lo- more local than than the Bay Area. Yeah. So it, it's great to see Reading evolving. The downtown is it's about to explode. Uh, the downtown, literally, Sounds they're going to implode some some buildings and mm. pop some streets through. And we're seeing more and more. We've opened a second tasting room in downtown Reading. Oh, you have? We have, yeah. So we have the spot out at the production facility and a second one. In downtown Reading, and we're really excited to see what comes in the next five years for Reading. Yeah. So let me ask this because I want to compliment you on something, but I, before I do, uh, how many barrels? <laughs> I'm going to insult you. Gonna, yeah, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure I get the compliment Punching right. The balls, I just want to make sure I get it right. How many barrels a year are you guys producing right now? So this year we're probably going to do about 2,200. Okay. How much so, is in Shasta as, uh, sold in Shasta County? About 2,000. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that my point is accurate. I can go back to my compliment. Okay. You guys think like a like a, a really good larger company. Your branding, your website, people can go to let me make sure I get it. Is it just Wildcard Brewing? Wildcardbrewingco.com. Yeah. Okay, wildcardbrewingco.com. Um, I think that your branding looks amazing on your bottles. I think your website looks really good. I think that you guys think like a larger company than you are. Thank you. Uh, and, and I think that's a smart move. The BN has always done that. Uh, it didn't get us very far, but that's <laughs> But you might have better luck. It's still a great way to go. Well, it's definitely gotten us far enough for people to ask for a lot quick. of free swag. 
Oh they yeah, they we had a lot they, more money than we did. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually that's the only thing that the, the only side effect oh we've gotten of our thing yeah. bigger. Uh, yeah, somebody asked me the other day, like, oh, buy buy our magazine, buy our beer magazine, the Brewing Network. It's like, who the fuck do you think buy? How about you? I buy you a beer. Like that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. Go watch Ghostbusters. When Egon says print is dead, that was 1984. Things yeah. haven't changed. But really, you guys have done a great job. I think about how you uh, portray your company is what i'm saying and then moving on from that let's talk about the beer because the beer is really good too the glass uh uh, the beer i have in my glass now clearly andy must have named because it's called like punch out pilsner (laughs) (laughs) teeth in a bag give your man a break come on yeah i've got nothing to do with it you didn't name name no i didn't actually but i see the relevance now that you just said it are you looking at me mate oatmeal stout (laughs) (laughs) blood in the bottle yeah yeah Catch these hands, Merton. Right. Are you writing these down? Andy? You don't want to piss me off, all right? Right. That would be the pale ale. That's right. You don't want to piss me off, pale ale. Yeah. Uh, that be the pilsner, or you'll end up on a billboard, double IPA. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll use you. The state will use you for really marketing IPA. All right. Tell us about the beer. It's a great builder. Uh, I like this builder. I really, I really like yeah. it. It's Andy, very this different. One? Let them oh, yeah, know. This, this is my beer. It's um, it's a traditional Czech pilsner. Um, it's funny. I actually read an article. I'm obviously keeping up on the Australian news with it being back home. And and Mitch Steele from the great Mitch Steele from sure. from Stone Brewing who? is who a, I know that guy. formerly <laughs> from Stone Brewing. Sorry, yeah, is uh, is is in Australia for the craft brewers conference at the moment, in, and uh, he said that. Pilsner is the next big beer in America. Ah. This article, and uh, so it's just funny that we've we've got one going, and we're actually starting to focus a little bit more on lagers. Okay, um, this goes in the can in Marchish. Yep. Okay, you so, guys are canning uh, beer as well. We started canning yep. our flagship North State IPA. Was it August this year? Okay. And then we're gonna we're actually moving all to the can next year. Nice. So yeah, we're gonna get go away from the twenty two ounce bombers and. Go all to the cans. This is a great cool. beer to put Thanks. in a can right now. So well, especially in, in your area, right? You guys have a lot of outdoor activities. People yeah, really like dragging those cans around. out of the year where it's 100 degrees almost every day. Okay. So, so let's put a Pilsner in a can. God, for, yeah. Crushability is key. Can't Dude, be yeah. good, good. Crushability. Are they going to be tall boy cans? Because you know, that's this, the way, this will that's be the way we do it. This will be a 12-ounce can. This will be 12 Like our okay. North State. Yeah. And then so we are going to come out with some bigger beers in the tall boy cans. Okay. Because let's be honest. Come on. It's Redding. You gotta have tall boys. So the well, ABD. And I grew in a, I grew up in a Redding yeah. template, so I know what I'm talking. about. I would about. do eight Redding. ounce cans. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, because he like he's you... a pussy who grew up in the pussy yeah. land. Have you been? Drinking... It's called Livermore. <laughs> Fuck you. Have you been drinking Coronita? Uh, <laughs> no, but I would. He would. He would. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if, if someone were to makes, buy it, makes, like, makes it look like he has big hands. Yeah, yeah. 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 it looks great. That's uh, why my girlfriend is very. My wife has very small hands. What about what does your girlfriend think? She has larger hands <laughs> than my, my wife does. Wow, I can't believe I actually made that mistake. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been over a year, right? Just, learned. just barely. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm still in the grace period. Uh, All right. Yeah. So what pilsner? Is this a domestic? Is yeah. this a domestic pilsner? No. So it's a well, it's a it's a chick. Czech-style Pilsner. Yeah, and, and um, what the, and the malt source? What, uh, where's it from? Yeah, it's, it's German malt. German so it's malt. It's all German malt. Okay. Um, 100% Pilsner malt. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, no, it's not quite 100% oh. Pilsner. It's, it's about 80% Pilsner, 20% Vienna. Okay. Or best, best Wiener, as they call it on the bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've laughed about that for days. Yeah. Brewery really best did. wiener. So, yeah, best wiener. <laughs> not um, much humor in the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a slow job. <laughs> uh, and Chexar's Hops. Um, you know, it's as I said in that article from, from Mitch Steele, people have this misperception of what a Czech Pilsner actually is, and a Czech Pilsner mm. is quite bold and hoppy. Yeah. It's yeah. not necessarily uh, overly bitter. But uh, so this has got, you know, hence the name, a bit cliche, but it's got quite a punch to it in regards to, yeah. you know, it's, it's got a nice hop character to it. It's pure Czech-Sars hops. And copious amounts, malt, it so. sounds like. You're using a lot of hops in it. Uh, there's, a, there's a little bit in there. There's not an overly amount. So, one of the things um, that's unique about the hoppy pills we should see today and this one is we use the hops in the Whirlpool, but we don't dry hop this beer at all. You don't? Okay. No, we don't. no dry hopping. It's purely just, just in the whirl. So. But you are... Is, is all of it in the world? You're doing a, a, a bittering edition, We're, do, we're doing a, bit, a small bittering edition yeah. at the start, so it's, uh, what, 30 IBUs? Okay. So, Thereabouts? Yeah, so it's just a small bittering edition. And then everything and then else. Just, and just a heap of Czech Sars in the, in the world, so... Okay. Yeah, okay. we, so what's your fermentation regimen? What, like, yeah. uh, you know, flame the glass, what's the Low the, and slow. Time? One fun, so... Yeah, fairly, fairly Six slow. weeks, eight weeks? Uh, so six to seven weeks and six to seven, yeah, and yeah, then you're ready to go. Seven, seven to eight weeks. Seven, seven to eight weeks. Yeah. So it's, if uh, Andy's out of town, it might be six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a taste he would do too. That's yeah. why he's asking. He's well, like, I was I was just recently in a, back in Australia visiting family, so Jeff was looking after the brewery for me, and all I did was have sleepless nights about <laughs> what he was doing to my beer. Right. And, right. So, uh, <laughs> was I brewing with my kids in the brewery at the same time? Jeff <laughs> looks very untrustworthy, so I can. I I commend you for this. Well, you some sleep yet. Was yeah. he fondling the children wrongly? <laughs> yeah. He may well have been. Yeah. Uncle Jeff is going to babysit. It's really simple. One of the things that we do with all our loggers um, that I think everybody should do is diacetyl test them, just sensory test them before yes. crash it. Thank yeah. you, God. God bless you. And the beer really tells us when we're going to crash it. Okay. So, so what do you look for? What does it say? What does it say? Is it clearer? Is it crisper? What what, what 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 does it say to you when it says it's ready? What does it say? What it says is when we've taken a sample, we've heated that sample up, okay, we've cooled that sample down, right. and we've got almost the exact same flavor. Okay. In both. Yeah. And the, smell. The, the, oh, so that's the diacetyl test. That's yeah. the diacetyl what, test. And do you do any sensory? I mean, is there any sort of other... Uh... That's really what we're doing for our sensory. We're testing it all along. Right. And so we've only been making them for... Not quite a year now yeah. we, since we've been making lagers. Um, so we don't have a lot to compare it against. You know, we're tasting it all along, but the beer's not, especially lager yeast, is not going to be dropping out like ale yeast. You're not going to say, okay, this is getting clear, it's, it's getting close. So yeah. um, with our beers, and then they take a long time to clear up because we don't filter any of our beers. Okay. Or do you, or nor do you find them, the lager? We oh, do no, find our Did you find the lager? We do yeah, find we, our lager. We find the shit out of that pill. And it still yeah. doesn't clear up right away? I mean, um, it, it does clear up, but it, it takes a good week for us to clear it up, finding it heavy. Which is fine because you're waiting for all the diacetyl to get consumed. Yeah. 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 Well, the, this is after we've crashed it. Oh, after you crashed. After yeah, we've we, crashed we it, we've got a, we've we got a good week yeah. on findings for it to clear up. Oh, I see. Okay. As opposed to our ales, which we're talking two days. Sure. So did you buy a, a, an extra fermenter to start doing lagers? Uh, that would have been smart. Okay. Yeah, that would have been smart. So, um, well, you know why I ask, right? Because most brewers come in and say, we'd love to do more lagers. But, yeah. uh, and, and you're even proving it by talking about how long it's going to sit in that and, and for us, so what we've said is I'd rather, you know, we've got 10 taps at our bar. Okay. I'd rather run down to eight taps and have some super high-quality lagers on tap yeah. than have 10 taps of IPAs. 
I think not only is that a good business decision, it's knowing your market. You know, like JP mentioned too, like it's just, I think you really know your market up there, your local market. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where we really concentrate on. You know, we like to sell out, um, not sell out. Unless somebody's making an offer, yeah. But um, <laughs> we like oh, to sell. We will all sell out. <laughs> we like to sell outside the area, yourselves. but you know our focus and most of our time is spent in in Reading and Chester County in that yeah. area. It's it's where we're from. It's where we want to sell the beer, and you know local is everything now. So we're able to sell to a lot of beer bars in this area. Yeah, but those are all rotating taps. Okay. Well, Andy, I gotta say your your beer is better than than your look. You. Yeah, I worry about you when I look at you, but when I taste your beer, I think it's perfect. Well, hey, I, I spoke to you about this just before. So, uh, you know, I was a before I was a brewer. <clears throat> pardon me, I was before, a male model. No, I wasn't a male he model. He practically was it. When I met no. Andy, he was all clean. I was. I he was walked clean in tough. today, and I was like, uh, "Are we letting the homeless in the bar now?" Or, and I didn't even guy. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. No. Well, look, I've, I've you know I was I was an IT professional for yeah, yeah. close to twelve years. Um, and zero zero one zero zero one 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 zero. That's right. Right? Yeah, that's, he is. You, you've nailed it. Right he checks there. out. So, uh, I don't have to punch him in the face. So, you know, now, right, now I've got 20. no one to answer to, except for Jeff, obviously. <laughs> you, you actually but, have a lot of people to answer to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. And, and my wife. Hold on. Yeah, and my wife. Say, and Jeff's wife. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jeff's and butthole. Jeff's wife. Andy will be. Okay. <laughs> Jeff's butthole just puckered. He's yeah. like, but, all of our customers. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Redding. You have Redding to answer to. Jeff the county fucker. So, uh, so no, look, I, I like to think I've gone with the, uh, the, the the I can do what I want look. Okay. Yeah. You look like a typical, so, typical American brewer. Well, that's you. what I You're right in. That's, that's not really what I'm going for, him. but I'll take it. So. Yeah, it's like, where they all gravitate to, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> look like a brewer. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah, I don't really should look like one. Yeah. yeah, it's like a natural process. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's been hassling me to shave. I'm thinking about doing it this week, actually. Yeah. So. Oh, don't do it all at once. <laughs> You're thinking about doing yeah, just, it. Yeah, just a three-inch line at a time. Let's have her at the bar in some sort of fundraiser. There you go. Right now? At there our bar? Go. Let's do it. You got some razors? Fundraiser. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We got some tweezers. So. We did a fundraiser <laughs> just for the blades. <laughs> for yeah, exactly. To send Bevo down to the CVS. <laughs> do a fundraiser for that. 20 pack of disposables. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got more beer to try. So I want to take a quick break and let's dive into the wild card beer. Does that let's sound do good it. to you guys? All right. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to taste uh, an IPA. We're going to taste an awesome porter and a barrel aged version of it and a double IPA. All right. So we got lots to do. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. Moylan's. 
It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, Easy oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. You've got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers. Boom. Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-packed tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, white yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at hoptech.com. Hoptech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. 
What's up? This is Blake from Creature Comforts. You're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. All right. Welcome back to the show, and thanks for hanging out with us. Also, thank you to Nico Brew. God, I love Nico. What a great guy. Over yeah, he could, more, he could be a little better looking, but his hops are amazing. I don't even know about that. I do. He, have really? you seen him in a kilt? Yeah, a skirt? Yes, I have. His hops are great, but physically, yeah. he should he should maybe a rhinoplasty. I don't know. I'm just throwing numbers I, out there. I have no idea. You know, this is a, a subjective thing. Shit. Sorry. I'm sorry. Are we on the air? I like him. Okay. Uh, Nico Brew has the hops you're looking for, from your standard recipe staples to those hard-to-find ones. After seven years, also, they're still offering their famous $5 shipping. And with super-fast turnaround, you'll be brewing in no time. All their hops are nitrogen-flushed and vacuum-sealed in Mylar packaging to make sure you get the freshest hops available. And they even have commercial accounts. Guys, Nico Brew will sell you hops commercially, uh, available to pro-brewers and homebrew shops as well. And uh, coming soon, a complete line of pro-brewing equipment. Equipment. I, how did I not know about this probe? I should have talked to him about this. You should, you should talk He's, to him. Why didn't he consult yeah. me about the probe brewing equipment thing? Are you opening a brewery? No. Oh, that's why. I just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Custom-built fermenters, brew houses, you name it. Uh, that'll be available at Nico Brew. Check out uh, Nico Brew swag, uh, like onesies and teas for toddlers and something's for grown-ups out there, too. Go check out NicoBrew.com today for all your hop needs. I'll tell you what, the worst thing in the world, the most pain-in-the-ass bullshit in the world to deal with yes. as a homebrew shop yes. is packaging hops. Oh, If you can pay somebody else to do that and get them flush with nitrogen and packed in mylar yeah. light protection and all that kind of shit do it makes sense do it okay check out nicobrew.com yes all right we're still <clears throat> hanging out with the boys from wildcard brewing company and uh, we were raving about their pilsner in the last segment which i ordered another one uh but we've got other beer to taste too i'm just stacking right. it up clearly i'm not driving home tonight you're not? Uh, well, no, Kate's out there. Well, Kate's no, out, out there, there, so either Kate will have to drive me home, or we're Ubering. You're both Ubering. It depends. I don't know. Uber everywhere. Has anybody gauged how drunk Kate the Great is she looks yet? pretty good. I was just talking to her. Yeah? She's in great shape. She seems solid? She's good. She's responsible. <laughs> she has a job. Well, the English don't show their drunkenness That's quite true. so much. They're very proper. Not like the Aussies. You haven't spent enough time in Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> Aussies don't like to drink. They don't drink at all. At all. No. And they don't fight. They don't no. fight either. After all that not drinking. No. They don't like to drink, but they fucking do it. Yeah. What is the... Okay, quickly. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. Please. Hey. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Is this like a normal pub thing? Like your average pub? Or is it like... like you gotta, we go, have, okay, you we gotta have, go to the fighting pub. We have dive bars. Yeah. And if I go to the dive bar, I know there's a chance I'm going to get in a fight. Yeah. There's a better chance I will start a fight. Or at least see one. Yeah. Or, see, mm-hmm. uh, or cause one. But then there's <laughs> bars like mine or other things, and you, 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 it just doesn't happen. So are we just talking about dive bars when we're talking about this fight phenomena or just bars? Air quote doesn't happen. So it, every bar or pub in Australia basically has security. Every one, wow. Every single one. It's illegal not to have it. So oh, wow. Pe- oh, <laughs> people just come in and get shit-canned, yeah. and then they just punch on. Oh, my God. So It's just a thing. So it can happen anywhere. So. And, and as it start, like, uh, just one guy, it's like it's just a fun <laughs> thing to, like, just turn to your side and insult the guy next to you. Or at least his a, girlfriend. Like, what happens? What is the common... Yeah. What, what's, what's the, the best, best way, way to, to do that? A fight? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Doc and I should never go to Australia together. <laughs> 
I don't know. Yeah, it's, is it like hitting on a guy's girlfriend, or what are you yeah, looking at? Walk up yeah, to the hottest hitting on a girl, hitting on a girlfriend. You're looking at my hitting girlfriend. Hitting on a girlfriend, yeah, or just I don't know. So, you yeah. might walk past someone and, and, and <laughs> nudge someone accidentally, or yeah, bump yeah. someone, and just be like, "Oi, oh, yeah. oi, oi!" <laughs> and that's it. Boom, that's it. Jesus. So it's. it's I'm like, so surprised I didn't get my shit beat at when I was in Australia. Yeah. It's like overt. It's not where you can like misconstrue something. <laughs> it's like I'm going to get into a fight. Pretty much. Okay. By, Pretty much. by so, accidentally bumping into somebody or no, like on, on the way purpose to the or whatever. I'm going yeah, to look for one. I'm, yeah. I'm right. telling you, that's, that's what I mean. That's part right? of the tourism we're, for we're me. Actually, we've actually considered turning all our pint glasses into plastic just because people will just grab a pint and just oh, smash God, it in someone's yeah. face. So, no, I was yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. At the pizza place, with, and, uh, and at ten o'clock they take up, pick up all the glassware. Oh, that's right! Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I remember that they gave wow. us plastic at ten o'clock because nobody fights before ten, JP. No, so it's uh, you're, you're, not you're too that. sober. Yeah. We're a little fasty, to say the least. Yeah, so, a little. You got to ramp up a little bit. <laughs> So Jeff's like, all right, so Andy can't close the tap room. Uh, he, we make sure he's off by 10 yeah, p.m. Yeah, he has early every... morning hours, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm like a sheep over here because I'm... What's that mean? Well, I'm... Pe- uh, a a couple... <laughs> No, like a, like a sheep, like I'm 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 running Follower. I'm bah. running I'm running scared over. Oh yeah, you're not with Oh yeah, I'm so worried about people with guns and knives. Yeah, yeah. Not not about I'll, just, I'll just whip yeah. out the fists and throw <laughs> a couple. And but here, no. But, uh, no over here, wrong. it's like oh my god, this no. guy like. I got you. I am See, all you anti-gun people. <laughs> Andy's great. You've just you're defending our Second Amendment right now. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much. Hey, hey, He's about to do. I'm not. Defending it? Yeah, you I'm are. Yes. No, I'm not. Well, you're, you're, you're giving. Well, you would be. You would be. We could understand you. I'm going to give you an example, right? So the other day, there was a shooting outside my house in Reading. Oh Jesus! Right? Okay. Was, no, I don't think it was in Reading. I think, uh, sorry, it was in, it was in uh, Palisadro, San Francisco. Sorry, it was gotcha. in Palisadro. <laughs> gotcha. So anyway, moving on from that, because Jeff's giving me the evil eyes. Fair enough. Yeah. So one of the guys in the tap room said to me the other day, he's like, so. You're going to go and buy a gun now, aren't you? And I looked at him like, why would I go and buy a gun? <laughs> and he's like, because you need to defend yourself. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Duh. Like, what are you talking about? This is like ludicrous. Like, yeah. So but, but, no, I'm, I'm not a gun advocate. Right. 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 Australia no. has no guns and we have no gun crime and, and yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. So. <laughs> you're all for that. <laughs> and I'm yeah. for that. Yeah. You're just, just, crime I'm just messing around because it's no, like you're, right. you're worried about it so you're going to be extra careful. That's the point. That's all right. I'll just get a pine really and blast someone yeah. in the face later. So. <laughs> right. No, yeah. because That's not a deadly weapon. A gun or a plastic after 10. Smarter. So even your gang members don't have guns? Uh, so there's black like, market guns, obviously. Oh. You know, there's, yeah. it's not that there's no guns in Australia, right? Um, when when nobody has guns, only criminals will have. When whatever. Mad Max yeah. happens, then there'll right. be guns. It's already happened at least four times. So <laughs> it's happened four times. They had a remake. Okay, All right, let's, let's get talk to some about beers. this beer. Yes, uh, mostly because I'm really enjoying this porter, and we have two versions in front of us. Uh, one is the version we have on tap here at the Hop Grenade. Uh, this is called Shot in the Dark Oatmeal Porter. Do I have that right? You do. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about that beer, and then we'll talk about the barrel version. Yeah. So this. Beer is kind of my baby. Uh, when I was at school, one of the things you were allowed to do was create your own recipe and then go and sell it to a bar. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so you kind of got the business side of it as well. And so this one we started over there, and we called it Chocolate Giant at that time. 
is the immense amount of chocolate malt that we put in it. And um, it's gone through a couple incarnations brewing in the States, but this is what we finalized on um, with this oatmeal porter. It's dark like a stout, but we omit um, any traditional roasted barley from it, okay. so you don't get any astringency. Lots of chocolate malt, and we do use a, uh, a carafe malt in it, which is obviously roasted but dehusked, so it pulls a lot of the astringencies out not having the husk in there. Got it. And so it's just smooth. it's very, very dark. You definitely got the color out of it. Yeah, we did. And uh, one yeah. of the things that's unique about this uh, from a lot of porters in the States is there's no aroma hops. We use 60 and 30-minute fuggles. Old school. Old school. Yeah. Super inefficient. But we like it. Yeah. Oh, it's old school. Which, uh, oh, which, which of the two beers yeah. are we going to talk about first? Because you have them in a in different order, it looks like. Everyone has a different order than me. Ask Beaver. Or Beaver well, left probably the one that has The other one's been in the barrel. One's it's, barrel yeah, and one's on not. The, oh, maybe we can. Oh, can I figure you it out? You can probably figure it out. I hope probably use your nose I haven't smelled Tell me about the sensor in Oh, you can figure it out. The one that's a lower pour. So how does this compare to the beer that you made at Brulab when you first introduced it? Well, when we were over there, that was... Uh, about four and a half percent. This is much bigger. Obviously. Yeah, it's much bigger. This is six point seven. Okay. Um, we've added oats to it. That's a big difference. Why is that? Um, did well, you, yeah, why did you adapt it? Why didn't you just? You thought that you, that would sell better there. That four point. That four point five, which which it did over yes. there, and um, selling a four point five percent dark beer on the west coast of America is <laughs> damn near next to impossible. Okay. And so we just had to adapt um, oh. to brewing um, in the states, and we've we've made some English beers that are just been spot on but they're tough to move you're here, so. you're more of a fan of english style beers. i really do like. I, yeah. and sessionable beers in general okay which we learned in, when we were in england we had an english guy in the class and we would say who got tom tonight because if you went to the pub with tom you you closed down the pub okay <laughs> and that was kind of he was that was just what the english did you just stayed up but you, you never didn't got have a gnarly hangover the but next you didn't day. have a gnarly hangover okay yeah because yeah. you know we were <clears throat> If you see something above six over there on cask, yeah. which at that time there was no craft on keg in the Newcastle area, which is where mm, Sunderland wow. is. Okay, there just it wasn't, and in we the kept, whole area. Wow, it, it was all cask, and we kept saying somebody's going to figure out to put this craft beer in a keg, <laughs> serve it cold, and mm-hmm. they're going to be a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> has that happened yet, Andy? Yeah, it's starting to happen. Okay, sure. but, yeah. but but you you can buy your taps over there. Oh, so you want to yeah, put a tap yeah. in a bar. You better buy them the entire system. You actually pay for it, yeah. So you're buying that. That's going to be your beer. Yeah. As opposed to over here where that's highly illegal. No, no, right. it's illegal over there too now. Oh, it's, 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 it's full free house over there now. You can't. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, you can't can't own a tap. So. Interesting. But it might Not be able, like in Australia, it's worked mind so you, good. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything's illegal, apparently, except for guns and knives in Australia. Uh, and anyone owning a tap in a brewery except for a, a a mass ah, they're they're all owned. Is they're what pretty you're much saying. all owned. Wow! So okay. this is one of the obstacles for Australian craft brewers. Oh, it's a it's a huge obstacle. So probably nine out of ten pubs in Australia are all owned by the Anheuser Bushes of yeah, the world. Yeah, never heard um, of. <coughs> neither have I. Or <laughs> uh, their subsidiaries. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, right. And you, you can't you can't get your craft beer on tap there. Wow. So unless it's an independent pub that's completely away from from you know the the mainstream pubs, it's you can't get your beer on tap. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sucks. Hmm. It's going to happen here again. It's going to happen though. You'll see. It'll happen. Mm. Yeah, because we don't enforce any of our ABC laws that are on the books. Yeah, that's part of what I'm saying. And then just through consolidation, and then with the weird distributor loophole, where yes, you can you're not allowed to own a bar, but you can own all the distributors. It's going to get weird. 
that I can buy a distributor, but a distributor can't buy me? Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of sensible laws, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the barrel-aged version now. So so I really like the Porter. Uh, I actually think I would really have enjoyed your 4% version of this Porter. But I like the point that you make. I, I think it's it's well-made that uh, in the American market, yeah, people just sort of look at the ABV and then the dollar amount for the pint, and they just want the most bang for their buck. So that's unfortunate because I bet that the 4% uh, version of this was, was pretty nice, too. It was, and it was very similar flavor-wise. Okay. Just with... You know, a little less alcohol. Yeah, which would be a nice session beer for the mm-hmm. night. Because it's basically scaled up from there. Okay. A few tweaks. But then, yeah, we have this barrel aged, and uh, this was aged in Woodford Reserve Barrels. Fucking love that Woodford Reserve. What is it? Good bourbon. bourbon. That's a bourbon? It's okay. the bourbon of the Kentucky Derby, Justin. Is it? Matter of fact. Okay. Yes, it is. And okay. We, bought, we got these barrels for, we had done this before in uh, <coughs> Jack Daniels Barrels, and uh, we got the... Woodford Reserve Barrels for half the price. You upgraded. Interesting. Well, I'm pretty sure the barrel broker didn't know what he had, <laughs> so I bought everything he had. It was like on his pickup truck, and it said Woodford, and you're like, yeah. how about those? That'll be $12. Kind of like that. Yeah, he throw a zero at the end of the 12, and I was like, yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, Can yeah. Can ship today? Nice. Okay. But yeah, and then we do that, and one of the things we do with our barrels is we try not to age for too long, um, but we taste starting at 30 days. Mm. This huh? one ended up taking us, this was five or six months in this uh, one? Yeah, I think this was seven months. Seven, maybe our, seven. Our and we had a Scott. Yeah, Scott I think was, was six months. Yeah, that we put in so, the same day. Okay. Um, no, Scott was definitely less than that. But we've yeah. done as little as 45 days in the barrel yeah. before. These are all like new barrels and uh, all for the, or a blend of old and new. Bourbon's always a one-off. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been used once, the bourbon. Or yeah. if we do wine barrels, um, we get different wine barrels, but then we steam sanitize them. Yep. So that we keep our beers non-sour, but not the bourbon. Not the bourbon. We go straight was, into the bourbon. Was there liquid in the in the barrel? That's actually a myth. I've never found any liquid. Okay. I always really for some. Usually there's there's a little bit of liquid. <laughs> okay. Okay. A little bit. Usually it's a little, 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 little bit. bit. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. I find the fucking yeah. liquid. Yeah. Yeah. I got there like, every time. <laughs> every time I go to the barrels, there's, 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 it's gone, yeah. and everyone else is like, no, it was never there. Someone with a long. I don't understand. Someone with a long straw down there. Andy's in the corner, drunk. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. They send them dry. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always going to look at them first. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, the low roast character in this beer really lets the, the wood character come through. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It comes through. and It's fun. It's amazing to try the exact same beer in different whiskey barrels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, next time we, d- we do it, we're going to get a couple kinds of whiskey barrels and then have the original and then two different kinds of whiskey barrels. And it's amazing the difference. Yeah. The exact same batch. If I'm not mistaken, that's what uh, 5050 Brewing Company does with their Eclipse series. Is they'll do the so, same right? beer in in several different types yeah. of barrels. Yeah. I think Bur- the, not Bur- uh, the yeah the Bourbon County Stout, right? The Goose Island yeah. is that b- a the thing Budweiser too? Yeah. thing? Yeah, I think so. I different. think that's what they do. And it, it, it first of all, uh, beer geeks love it. Yeah, uh, and I can see why because you can really taste the differences, mm-hmm. and um, it, it it's just it's also fun to do. I think this beer is really nice. Uh, I love side-by-sides in general, where I get one beer that's just yeah, the dude. base beer and then one that you did something to. And I don't really even care what it is, usually. I just love <laughs> I the side-by-side. I farted over it. Yeah. I love it. I like just tasting the difference. And these are two very, very different beers. Yeah. That's one of the things that we love to do. Anytime we barrel age something, when we release it, let it out to bars, we always want the original next to it. Yeah. So, and, mm. and that's one of the things that we do. I think that's a little bit unique is that a lot of times when we get barrels in, we say... 
what do we have in the tank that's going to taste good in barrels? Yeah. Well, that's what we're putting in there. We're not big enough to do entire 15-barrel or 30-barrel batches and put all those in the barrel. Okay. So we squirrel a little off of what we have. Yeah. And a lot of times it's a year-round beer so that we can do that side-by-side. Side. Yeah. That's cool. I, I'm kind of glad that you're not that big, to be honest, because you, you wouldn't get something like this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't do this. Yeah, these are nice. Yeah. And so uh, where can people buy this? Is this just bottles at the brewery? Uh, the bourbon, uh, we we bottle the shot in the dark, but the barrel-aged stuff this year, we just did draft only. Draft only. And is it is it just at your uh, brewery? or did uh, you It's just at our brewery. We've sent a little bit out and about, but cool. I think... For the most part, there might be a couple sixtals left to be sent out to distribution, but the rest will be will use throughout the rest of this year. Okay. We throw it on randomly. You realize I'm asking because I'm going to sick Kevin on you to get, us, <laughs> to get a sixtal of this uh, at, Please our, do. at our tap house. Yeah. I think it's really nice. Yeah, I think, and I think that we, you know, we had this on when we did a tap takeover here a little while ago. Oh, and you did? It was fun because we had this and we had a Scotch Ale. That oh, were cool. both Asian Woodford barrels. Nice. And people were like, I'm getting similarities, but it's totally different. Oh, yeah. Coming out of the same type of barrel. So, Andy, did you come down for that, and I totally dissed you and didn't no. hang out with you? Okay. No, that, that was yeah. me who I'm you just, dissed. I dissed yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I've only yeah. just met you, though, Jeff. So, well, yeah, and also, Jeff, you're not too a, forward, I diss you. Well, Jeff's not also a fighter. Uh, That's right. Andy's a fighter. I like to hang out with fighters, because yeah. I tend to instigate fights, and then I run the other well, direction. No, I just meant you don't want to piss him off. Oh, I see. Because he'll kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Now you always fight strangers. I do fight strangers. Yeah, a lot now. You just do. Only recently. When did you fight? Uh, there's. I guess there hasn't been an actual okay. fight. Okay. But, but in been, my mind, you've I been work. ushered out before the actually ruckus started. Yeah, there's been. I've been a fighter lately. Uh, <laughs> and, but then it's been broken but not, up. But not an actual fight. I'm a very angry person. Yeah, it's more Seems of. A, so you're an argumentative no, guy. No, you know what? And this is this is why. It's be, if you're good at like presenting that you're about to fight. <laughs> yeah. People don't want to fight you. <laughs> Tell me I'm right, Andy. Right. You this like is such Ozzie. a placid guy, Justin. <laughs> it's it's I really do. Syndrome, I know. For sure. yeah. But it changes. You and I should go out one night. No, God. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys both have hair long enough to go into a man bun. Yeah. So if you both uh, man bunned and then picked a fight, you would oh, guarantee oh, you oh, You're absolutely oh, right. The man bun alone is going to start the fight. My wife yeah. keeps telling me I'm in the mullet stage at the moment, so I'm not too far away. I could cut that into a good mullet. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And the mullet stage is worse than the man bun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You craft it. You craft it. Would you find a guy with a mullet? Craft it into a great man. Uh, no, 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 I couldn't because I feel bad for him. No. I would find a guy with a man bun. mullet. Otherwise, no. I'll tell you what, never fight a guy with a mullet because you know he's been abused as a child. <laughs> so he grew up. This is what I'm saying. I feel bad. Yeah. Never pick You're a fight right. with a guy with a mullet because he'll right. kick your ass. It's like, yeah. It's essentially wearing I'm a boxer t shirt, but on the back of his neck. You're right. No, just kill the first one. He probably carries. The rest a, leave you alone. He probably carries a plastic bag with him for your teeth to, so you can pick up your own teeth afterwards. Oh God, it's the dentist. It's bag. the mul- <laughs> Right. Yes. Yeah. With a little ice and everything. All right, we got a couple beers left to get through. Uh, the IPA. Uh, let me get the name right here. Uh, Irons in the Fire IPA. Uh, this one we have on tap here at the Grenade. The fuller one. Uh, the more fuller, right? Yeah, the more fuller. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love the aroma in this beer. Mm-hmm. What are the hops here? Uh, so it's all Gruet. This is Citra. Trying to think what I put in this, Jeff. Centennial? Centennial, Mosaic, mosaic and, citra. and Citra, I believe. So, um, oh, yeah. But the big nice thing beer. with this for us was we're starting to experiment a little bit with 
different hoppings and so on and so forth. So this had no zero minute, uh, 60 minute hops. None. So, none. So everything at Whirlpool or you did like a 30 or 20 first, or something? First hop edition was 30 minutes. Okay. Then we hit it again at 15, hit it again at five. Yeah. And hit it again at zero. So it's basically four hop editions, each one increasing quite dramatically in, in poundage. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's 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 come out quite nicely. We're quite happy with it. So, nice. what's the ABV on this beer? It's uh, seven, six point five. Do you add? Uh, sorry, six point five. Yeah. Buffed overrode me. I'm glad. I'm glad. What's that metric? It would take a brewer to tell you. Yeah. Do you yeah. add dextrose to this beer? Am I saying uh, that dextrin? Dextrose. Dextrin. Dextrose is corn sugar. Yeah. Dextrin yeah. is not sugar. sugar. Is what corn I, sugar. You know what I'm asking. We use cane sugar. You do. So yeah. Which is bad, by the way. You shouldn't that's very be, Australian. Yeah. It's you very Australian, not, right? It's we, Mexican. We, we had to see yeah. what corn too. sugar was when he got here. He's like, "What is corn sugar?" Yeah. I said, "It's you know, corn's the devil." I just did, said, well, "Did you use... Google like Australian for corn sugar?" Well, I just said, "Why don't we just use cane sugar?" To <laughs> yeah, corn <laughs> he, is he the knew devil. What that was. Yeah, cane right. sugar, Australian for corn sugar. Because it's very dry. <laughs> this beer is uh, super dried out. Yeah. Can I be honest about the beer? Please, entirely, please. Just because, like, it can't all be like a marketing campaign here. Every every interview we did. Can't. <laughs> I do. I really I'm like this run. beer, and actually, I want Tasty or somebody to correct me if they think I'm wrong too. I'm on it. Oh, I'll correct you. I just wonder if it's just a little too thin. This one. I I smell the aroma, and I'm in love with the beer instantly. And then, and I'm by the way, I'm always the first one to go. God, I love how dry that beer is. But I just. I don't know. But, you, Tasty, you're better at the IPAs than uh, me, so co- no. please do correct me if I'm wrong. You're not going to swing on him, are you? But to, I don't, and I don't want to get in a fight. But <laughs> I just, no in, in, my, in my very humble opinion, I would say if you were going to make a slight change to this beer, and it would have to be slight, it's just a tiny bit of body. It's what you would want to see it's in a this tiny, beer. Tiny, it's what I would want to would see. It, would it take it from an 8 but to a 10? I'm a, it's, it's already a really good beer, yeah. yeah. It really is already a really good beer. So yeah. I'm just, that's my, but again, you might, you might be IPAs right. are not my forte. So I'm just throwing that out. This I'm just not first. getting that anything like the thinness that I associate you're with not. lack of body. Okay, so yeah. You, may, you might be on a different scale than I am. So you could be correct in some ways that it may be a better beer with more body. But I'm not perceiving it as, a, as something I'd so have to have more you of. Don't even, it didn't stand out to you. No. And then I'm always afraid to say to a brewer, put more body in an IPA, because the last thing you want to do is make it sweet. Well, you just accused yeah. the wild card of being too West Coast, which mm. is definitely a first. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Which is definitely a first. Do, do yeah. people usually say you're on the sweeter side because oh, of yeah. the English influence? Yeah, yeah. And oh, so really? this, is, this is one of the one-offs we did that was more West Coast. Most of our beers tend to, and here to I am more on the sweeter <laughs> side. And yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Per- you're like, great, perfect criticism. Yeah, I, I'm very too Californian. <laughs> so, Justin, I think your perception of the, of, of the beer might be that the that it's quite smooth, and that smoothness is is due to those no sixty minute hops. Oh so yeah, no, that's that, a good point. There's none of that harsh bitterness on the end, right? Um, and that's purely due to no sixty minute hops. Okay, it's yeah, smooth, heavy hopping all the way through. Lots of flavour, lots of aroma. Yeah. You know. I think that's actually a really good assessment. I got a ton of that, Centennial that, flavor in this beer, which is a, is a that great the thirty minute edition Centennial. So it's it's it was basically an even span. So Centennial, so you put all three in it each time, all three at each I time. See. So basically, just hit it hard with. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think it was about seventy five pounds of hops in a fifteen barrel batch. Wow. So. wow. 
That's real efficient. I was going to say, I was going to ask me for my efficiency. I did want to ask if this was the beer that when the invoice came upstairs, you were like, what the fuck? Yeah, Andy doesn't have to go home to the one who does the accounting. And I do. Let's wait till we move on to the double IPA and talk about that. Well, because here's what I can I can actually tell that Jeff is clearly a beer fan. Like, that you started this company because you're a fan of beer. So you're not going to poo poo too much about a big invoice. But you are still. Still gonna go like, God damn it, Andy. Yeah, and Andy asked something at the beginning. He something about costs. And I very quickly corrected him that you are the head brewer and when you make a recipe, you make it to taste good. Okay. I'll price yeah. it accordingly yeah. and I'll deal with Jenny. Now that's smart. And, I, and I'll deal with Jenny. Yeah. But basically it's like I don't want anybody who's in the brew house thinking about what this stuff costs. Yeah. Like Andy, and that's sure. a good call. You don't yeah. want him being idiots either. It, it, it should yeah. have a purpose. I'll, I'll stop them. Yeah. So every every time Andy does create a recipe, I, I think I give him the okay yeah. before to say, do we, do you really need to put like 10 pounds <laughs> per barrel of dry hops in there? And if there's a purpose, you'll say yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and if he can justify it and saying this sure. is something I'm trying, I think could make our beers better. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's do it. I'm not worried about this one batch then. Don't go making our flagship cost double. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things that, that I really try to separate is anybody in the brew house I don't want them necessarily even knowing what everything costs yeah. just go make the best beer you can and we'll figure it out on our end that's a good call I think that's smart leadership alright and now we have the uh, double IPA right? the double IPA yeah. what's this, this called this is well when we sold it in the Bay Area we just called it the wild card double IPA okay uh, the bottle says Billy and Patrick that's a radio show uh, the number one morning show up in Reading and this was a beer that we are did they, are they morning zoo is it like a morning zoo <laughs> 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 Traffic and weather together. What? That's a weird combination. <laughs> they look a little morning zoo. In Reading, that would be a weird combination. We <laughs> don't have look, traffic. All look, right. We don't have a traffic report <laughs> in Reading. Yeah. It actually looks like Stephen King's. That's an excellent point. It looks yeah. like Stephen King's transitioned <laughs> no aunt. It does, yes. And like a, a used car salesman. These uh, are the two people. Stephen is, King's transitioned aunt and okay. a used car salesman. Wait, so what we, do they do on the nines if there's no traffic report? <laughs> The joke of the day, in case you missed it, yeah. how many rabbits does it take? Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you, uh, But you brewed a beer in collaboration with we, the radio show. In collaboration show. with him, and yeah. all the proceeds from this beer went to a local nonprofit. Okay. So when we started, that was one of the things that was really important to us was to support charities, but more importantly, charities that were Northern California-based. Yeah. Far Northern California-based. Nice. So, yeah, this was... State of Jefferson. Don't yes, know. the state of Jefferson is in the area. Is, is this a beer <laughs> or a style you're going to keep in your lineup? I mean, is this we, we have, yeah, we do have a double IPA at just about all times I see. In, our, in our lineup uh, that we sell mostly mm. in house. Mm. Um, do you think? Do you find that being important? Like, like, like we core do. Your, we, we did you know. went for three years with very seldomly having a double IPA, okay. and it's one of the best sellers now that we have. It oh, gives us a good yeah. differential. Mm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So we brewed what four? No, three. We've just brewed the fourth double. I've just brewed the fourth double IPA. So nine percent, yeah. Since Jesus. since I started, and and uh, they're one of the best sellers. Wow. Everybody in the tasting rooms just just loves they it. Just love it. So, okay, yeah, that's a nice beer. Do you ever look? Uh, this I, is also a beer that did. Did we use bittering addition just a little bit in this? Just a tiny bittering addition. Maybe fifty month. of the hundred IBUs yeah, came from so that. Yeah, so I needed okay. to get a. I couldn't use a hundred and. 
75 pounds of hops oh, in the, in the yeah. beer or Jeff was going to literally slit my throat. Right. So, so uh, I, had to use, uh, I had to use a little bit of a bittering addition in this one. Yeah. But um, besides that, there was there was a tiny bit at the start and it's pretty much just all 30, 15, 5 and 0. So. Yeah. This one has too much... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, the body's perfect. This is a really nice beer. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is a great... Wow. I love the side by side of the of the yeah the regular IPA and the, and yeah. the double too. Are these basically the same recipes? <laughs> no, completely. Oh, completely, completely different. different. Okay, yeah, completely different. So we don't have the double on tap, though, do we? Uh, no, it's probably a good idea at nine percent. Yeah, I should make yeah. a rule about that. What? Yeah. What? Not having drunk people here with nine percent beers on tap all the time. I want to. Uh, I'm going to open a bar next year. Nothing but session beers, mm. milds. I, so will come dr- I will come drink at your bar. 12, right? 12 taps of solidarity from Eagle Rock. That's it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all I do. And you can't probably bring uh, guns in, too. No, so. but you can fight. <laughs> tell you that much right now. Do you guys do a special release of your of your double IPA or or any high alcohol beer for that matter? Uh, with our yeah, so the barrel aged was our fourth anniversary. Okay, so we do do a so special do like release a day of that where one. People come out. Yeah, and so we're getting more into that. We actually did uh, that the day after Thanksgiving is our anniversary. Oh, so that right. was the release of that beer. That's we do a perfect day. To <laughs> yeah, and the awesome thing with that is we bring a band into the brewery, and you just come party in the tanks. Nice. Not literally in the tanks. Sure, I don't allow that. I, that's too bad because I would party in the tanks, probably on drugs, not beer. But we could we could hot tub that uh, mash town. We've seen Jack at the mash town. <laughs> we wow, could. What a great idea! Yeah. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to pull the rakes out of that. Uh, that that's is a good, good marketing tool. Just right that'd be bad. Just so think about it. Pull the rakes out. Yeah. Yeah. But if that doesn't get you in the news, I don't know what will. That would be a cool fundraiser. Hot like, tub party at Once Wild a year, Card. sell tickets. Right? To, right. Like, donate yeah. to charities. I'd go. Come in and do it. Right? Right. Oh, Reading's not that far away. It's like 12 hours. What, what is it? Yeah, but would you have the beer that was away. made okay. afterwards? Yeah. No, 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 we would not Tasty, make a beer yeah. afterwards. No, I don't want any more beard beers or how many fit CIP beers is. or right. any type beers. No beers. beers. Wait a minute. Wait a second. You don't like sour beers. I Jack. do not like sour beers. I read oh, that in my notes. Oh, my God. And uh, you don't, you don't like hate them or anything. But you're not like, you don't have some crusade against no, them. No, I'm not against them, but just. I notice we're not drinking any. If you yeah, never I'm met gonna, one I, again. I don't, Andy and I are. are we, we, so we did this year. We did Andy, whole, too? You don't like sour beers? I'm not big on sour. So we did the whole staff brew series this year. So each staff member, we have eleven staff members, got to pick their style of beer. Okay, and we made a, and one of them really wanted a sour. I said, okay. I said, go bring bring They're me now your five. Find another job. I said, I'm going to the store with you. You don't have a budget. You're going to buy your five favorite sours. Okay. And you're going to present them to us. No budget. No budget. Look at you. Did you, talk, did you ask your wife about that first? I did not. Okay. <laughs> no. But but the couch is comfortable for about a week. <laughs> I knew the answer to that question before I asked and it. And so we, we, we tried them all. And there, there were two that were okay. They were okay. Well, there's a Berlin advice that was good. They were there was. From, do you remember where? There from? was one that made me just want to spew up in my mouth. Yes. And let's not say the name. No, we're not because gonna, I know I'm the guys there. Don't do that. I'm not yeah. going to say that. Well, yeah, I would best so. describe you the fight smell as gave it to a you. horrible jockstrap. Oh. Okay. And I've never she's smelled just a like, horrible one. Are, are you getting this? This is amazing. I'm around them all the time. I'm just like, this is horrible. Have you had the rare barrel? <laughs> I, you, I will say I've never had rare barrel. All right, well then there you go. And the yeah. only do we have any on tap? Yeah, I think we have two. Yeah. The only sours I've, I've, I've enjoyed having, I've had a little bit of them, are the guys from Upland in Indiana. 
Oh, they make good beer, yeah. They make okay. really good beer. We're pouring next to right. our festival. We started busting out sours. Yeah. I can drink this, but I, I still can't do what don't you, What don't you like? Yeah. Is it acidity? It's the acidity it? for yeah. me. Okay. It's, um, so you might not they're like not all, They're not all... I, I don't like the acidic ones so much. And they're not all like that. There's different styles of sour. And... The really acidic ones are the ones I kind of shy away from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm always willing to Although, try if somebody's got one, but I'm never willing to buy a pint of it. Okay, and so usually <laughs> I'm actually in the camp that, that, that Doc and JP are in right now where we're trying to sway you toward them. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like that there's a, a brewer out there who still doesn't like sour beers. Like, I kind of want you to stay Yet. that way. Just to, mm. I don't know, There's we need Like, if you're a virgin, school. stay a virgin because it makes you more pure. I wasn't going to go that. that, but yeah. I'm yes. thinking we yeah. take, yes. take yeah. him out if back. We were talking to Bebo. <laughs> beat him down until he was <laughs> like sour. I don't know, just because I don't want everyone to be on the same bandwagon, yeah, I guess. I think, so. like one of the things, our, our third anniversary, which was last year's anniversary, we did a, our double down Imperial Red in Pinot Noir barrels, but we sanitized those barrels first. Okay. And so we had so many people coming in, they're like, oh, it's in a wine barrel, it's going to be sour, right? I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, you made sure of it. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, well, this is our red air ale, you know, try it. And like, this is awesome. I smell this Pinot Noir, and it finishes like a red, and it's not sour. There's no bread. Now, remember, though, you did say you wouldn't do an IPA until you realized that it was, like, the best seller. So are you saying never on on the sour beer, or just that it's not your thing right now? I'm saying it's not my thing. I'd have to be convinced with a very, very good sour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really, I do like this, and, 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 I, and, I, and I need yeah. a brewer who specialized in that. I actually even worry about craft beer just becoming homogenous anyway, where everyone has to have an IPA and everyone now has to have a sour beer. And Welcome so, to five years ago. I don't mind. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, like this is like one of the main things I rail on about IPAs. Yeah, is I think it it the dumbs homo- down our yeah. it dumbs down our market where it, you don't it, it it allows it doesn't allow consumers to grow. You come in with an IPA, which people, it's like you're used to drinking cores and you have an IPA. Oh, my God, all the flavors. That's all they're focused on, and they yeah. don't understand the subtleties of, of a porter sure. or a Czech pills. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's that been kind of really the, it like is, the, the, the main thing. the same with almost any anything, I think. Even, sure, of course. Even food, right? Oh, totally. We, it's, subtleties of food. It, it, they're hard. That's the slow food movement is, yeah. you know, is, is trying to change that. Well, I mean, it happened in the same thing with wine, like California wines, man. Yeah. Merlot's just took a fucking hit after that stupid fucking sideways movie because the guy was railing about Merlot's and you could see the the the, the trend the buying trend really? after literally they teach this at Davis okay. after sideways came out Merlot took a shit wow because nobody you know nobody really knew what the fuck was going on they're just drinking like heavy over the top wines and I think a lot of those kind of more blends and a lot of the more subtleties in wine making is coming out now okay. and it's I think a lot of the same thing with beer Okay, we're kind of shifting back into a lot more people are making a wider selection of of, of beers because people's tastes are changing. <laughs> and I would say session beers that we're moving to are back to the subtle side of things. Yeah, right. Yeah, we went up the ladder on the on the hobby beers. I think we're backing down. Yeah, we really did. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got the what the uh, the northeasts now which are coming mm-hmm. out. Which That's are, a, yeah, a little bump in the road. It'll go away. Yeah. Which is another Let's thing get, that Andy and I we, we almost gave in. We almost gave in. Almost. To what? Really? To, to, to the North. A big, a big cloudy IPA? We yeah. almost gave in because I, I kept to telling the New Andy, England. I said, so yeah. I've, I've been almost 10 years in the brewing industry now, and I've never seen anything take the brewing industry like, by storm like this. This is crazy. Like maybe well, the black know, IPA, maybe. I right? think, but it yeah. was a blip. Maybe. It was here right. and gone. And yeah. this New England thing, people are loving it, and 
and we read and I, I had one out there. I had a half a half of one, and it's like this is really good. Did you have this, a King Citra? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the bomb. Oh, it was very, very tasty. Can unbelievable. I, can I that's ask a field worker. I'm gonna vomit. I'm not a, I'm not a <laughs> fan of. I, I I have too much education to. I want to say <laughs> to want to like that. To, yeah, to, yeah. To want to, to allow like yourself it's to like, like it my, even. My yeah. my taste buds say this is good. My brain says, "Are you fucking drinking well, this?" Just right. let your brain imagine customers drinking pint after pint. Loving your beer. Imagine your wallet that has a brain. Can I just... I've never really chimed in on the East Coast IPA thing. Yeah. And I'm not going to chime in on the quality. What I'm going to chime in on... It's it's such like a weird non-issue. It's such a weird like uh, middle of the road change. I feel like it's that we're in a low news cycle. <laughs> You know, like when we're in a low news cycle, sure. um, some random fucking story will come out and become the top story. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what East Coast IPA is, and that's a criticism of our industry. We are, um, we're not, ex- nothing exciting is going on right now except for consolidation and buyouts. Right. right. There's no good beer in the news. There's only buyouts in the news. There's only consolidation in the news. And so I feel like this East Coast IPA thing is sneaking its way in as that little filler story. Yeah. In other words, because I, I, I really think it's a non-fucking issue. I, I, I disagree. I think that it's the industry searching for news. As the industry is same growing. Thing. Well, same yeah, thing. same thing, but slightly different, right? Like, it's a non-issue, not because there's nothing else more important, but because there's so many news outlets now trying to make a <laughs> buck out of craft beer yeah. that they're kind of talking about the craft beer. And you know what I mean? Like, there's, it's mainly driven by blogs. There's really no mainstream news source for craft beer anywhere. The BA has some stuff, and there's a couple other websites that do some stuff, like uh, like the like Jay Brooks, for yeah. example. Yeah. He doesn't, but that's about kind of it. He's like kind of the high watermark, I think, for craft beer journalism. Full pint. I think it's a good okay. Thing. Yeah, well, that's cool too. But yeah. but you know what I mean. I think there's just more outlets happening, so more people are talking about it because people are angry. It's very polarizing, and I think it's just driving more people to open blogs and do the things and whatever. I think we're saying the same thing. In, yeah. in two different ways. But I took I took I more think... words, and I'm more convoluted about it. <laughs> no, I think we're saying the same. I'm saying that there's a lull in anything really awesome but, or positive. But you're saying it's a lull, but I'm saying it's 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 not a lull. It's the fact that the Shut market up. is gro- fuck off, dog. Seriously, fuck off. Go back to sleep. I think it's my. I'm seriously stop. I, I think it's more of just the market expanding and and they need content versus a lull and they need content. Oh, I see. It's a positive for the industry because there's yeah. more news sources yeah. that need shit, and then they're kind of going to realize in a year or two that there's not a whole lot of really news about it. I yes. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. I, and I think... I could be totally dumb. I have no idea. Not at all. I just think we're saying the same thing, and that uh, <clears throat> this New England IPA thing, in an, in an otherwise exciting market like five years ago, six years ago, when a new beer style coming out, or even sour beer or whatever, was all super exciting. Yeah. The fucking New England IPA thing wouldn't well, even do you be remember a story. The white we IPA? wouldn't even talk about it. Or the white, uh, I the white IPA. I, yes, I remember mm-hmm. that five mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of my life. That was wow. awful too. Yeah, but I. Well, think, I, I will say I, New England IPAs do taste very good. My no. worry is the people who are packaging. I think some do too. The yeah. people who are packaging them. Yeah. What is that beer going to taste like? Sixty days. Until? Well, and, and their Try response to that is yeah. that it's not supposed to be even that long. Yeah. Well, it's supposed yeah. to be drank yeah. within I, I two love weeks that, or whatever. As in somebody who sells packaged beer, yeah, I, I would love to sell every single batch I make in two weeks. Of course, but I don't. Yeah, I also have a population base of. 
120,000 where I sell most of my beer to. Yeah. But yeah, so as you see more and more people expanding, that's, that was our number one reason why we didn't experiment with that was let's not do something where we're going to have to eat half the batch because we're going to have a pint after work and say, this isn't good anymore. How much have we sold? The rest goes down the drain. <laughs> right. Because that's something we would do. We don't think it's quality. We, we put it down the drain. And that's how you should think about it. And frankly, I will defend the uh, East Coast IPA makers in the sense that I genuinely think that's how they feel about the beer, too. The, the beers that they're making, um, they, they, they like them, mm-hmm. and and they don't want to. They're not making beer that they would dump down the drain either. Oh no! Just, right. and, yeah, and so, clarified, not at all. They, the the beer is the the the, the New Englands are an, an amazing. They're, they're, well, they're a, but we're talking about this, these specifically cloudy uh, the style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're amazing tasting beers, though. Yeah. But for a, a business point of view, in regards to well, I need to move this beer in a week, a month, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. It just it just doesn't make any sense. No. For distributed product, it doesn't work. No. Yeah, it's going to be over the tap. Over your own right. tap. And, and you look right. at the ones who who are really successful with the heady toppers and the tree houses. Yeah, they're they're fairly close to large population bases. Very large. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're able to yeah. sell it mostly out of their their own places as well. Yeah, out the back door. Which, which which is awesome for them. Yeah. And I guess Fuck I'm em. just saying. I'm just saying. I also. I feel like, with very few exceptions, that these aren't people putting out bad beer, saying like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." No, no, I, no. I, I, you know I what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. These are genuine people in our yeah. in, who genuinely yeah. believe in the product that they're they're putting out there, and there's yeah. just the differences of opinion mm-hmm. uh, about that, obviously, but. Uh, no, I, I never thought it was bad people too. And Warren and I kind of talked about that a little oh, bit. You did. I, yeah, well, that was kind of you know the joke, but I think. I refined my opinion on it where I, I think it is from bad brewing practice. Okay. Because we've all been taught as a home brewer or a commercial brewer to make clean beer, yeah. to make clear beer, to not let any of these staling compounds, which would be yeast or whatever, pro, residual proteins to hang out in the beer. If you do that, you know, for popular knowledge, it's bad brewing practice. Okay. Not that they're making bad beer. Yeah. I mean, I think because it tastes like shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> so that, that was really the clarification. That was all. Thanks for clarifying. I'm glad you clarified it with the dig. Yeah, but, well, that's what I do. But yeah. also, you know, you can make the argument of like, uh, you know, people were roasting malts too dark or whatever, you know, uh, then that became the norm. Or, you know, whatever brewing practices we do now, most of that's based from either mistakes or experimentation or whatever. So, yeah, things change. Well, you know who I bet uh, is uh, <laughs> Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah, who's going to make great beer? Who's oh, yeah, and think about all of the <laughs> things that that we care about, and and maybe even our own opinions. Oh Jesus, they might take it as a. Uh, reinvention Brewing. Cloudy, yes. Cloudiness aside. I agree. All right. Well, Reinvention wrote in and said, hey, Justin's always complaining about new breweries opening because of the Brewing Network. You know, that we've educated. Like, we're our own. Like, we're, we are the, uh, what's your school? Brew Lab. We are the Brew. Thank you, Tazzy. We are the Brew Lab of Concord. That's the new advertising. It's a, right yes, thank you. I am going to put that in our fucking tagline <laughs> when I send out our marketing material. Okay, yeah. The Brewing Network, the Brew Lab of Concord, California. Oh, the whole of Concord. Yeah, God we've bless educated you. people. Yes. And so uh, they said, Justin's always complaining about new breweries opening and uh, not becoming sponsors. Well, here's a brewery that's throwing some money at the BN to shut Justin up. 
Uh, Reinvention Brewing Company in the Finger Lakes region of New York State. Uh, and the founder has been an active supporter of the BN since 2007. That's right. The brewery is planning a spring opening, uh, and right now they're running an Indiegogo campaign to help raise money for the tasting room. So they got some really cool items like uh, ultra soft t-shirts. Ultra. Which I like. I love this from my side. Feel yeah. this one. Would you call this one ultra soft, JP? Oh, Tell me. No, with oh, your hand. Yeah. With your hand. I'm Would you call that ultra you. soft or just soft. I'm not. I would say you. that's just soft. Okay. Why would you have to run your hand down my skin man. after the? I <laughs> grossed me out. I just wanted to compare it to your arm hair. He wanted to grow. Is it is it softer or more coarse than your uh, arm hair? That's the determining factor. I see. Ew. Yeah. Okay. So I've got a question for you guys. What do you think about the these crowdfundings that are starting with breweries small and large? Okay. Wait. Good question. Hang on one second. Uh, Planning a spring opening, uh, you can do uh, cool items like soft t-shirts, hoodies, uh, upcycled bike chain bottle openers, all sorts of stuff. And you can even buy your own padded bar stool. At there the you bar. go. Name that uh, shit after Oh, really? <clears throat> this is up Tasty's Alley. I know he likes his padded bar stool. I love my padded bar stool. And if it has a little name on it. Um, so name on it. Uh, they actually, they said even Tacey's ass would be happy. Said Becky or something. Uh, <laughs> you can name it Becky. I'm pretty sure you can do whatever you want. Uh, your name oh, does sure. get engraved into the uh, bar stool, and yeah. you can sit on your own stool uh, when you stop in for a few beers. So <laughs> the Indiegogo campaign runs through January 17th. You can go check it out. Search Reinvention Brewing Company on Indiegogo.com and uh, help out a longtime BN Army member get his business off the ground, which I think is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, help the the BN Army. Okay. Now, Jeff, to answer your question. So we get emails about the Indiegogo campaigns and the the Kickstarter campaigns like uh, all week, every week. And first of all, we, as a rule, do not uh, um, um, announce them because if we did, we would be – that's all we would do. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm a fan – of the platform, and I'm a fan of using it as a piece of your of your funding. Um, I do get concerned about the relying on it as like a sole source of funding, and I think you know. Let's just look at a traditional. Uh, uh, let's just look at the traditional thing about um, starting a business. When you ask for a loan, the bank wants to know that you are actually uh, engaging in a a significant amount of risk as well. Mm -hmm. You're asking them to engage in risk, and they want to know that you're engaging in risk, right? And I actually think there's something to be said for that formula. Yeah. Otherwise, you're panhandling. (laughs) Because if you don't have any money, you're asking for money. You're... And, mm-hmm. and then it's a fucking freebie, for one, which I guess I'm not entirely against freebies. But I do think there's something about the psychology of having something at, at – at, probably giving a longer answer than you would. <laughs> no, no. There's something about the psychology of risk, right? Yeah. And so I'm not against – I like the supplemental income. I would even ask, for example, the BN Army, if we were to take on a new project like a brewery or something like that, I would maybe go like, hey, our cold box is ten grand or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I would not – I personally wouldn't fully fund a project like that. I think there's something to be said for, for being at risk. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I think what you're saying is 100% accurate. With, and that's exactly what banks want to hear is that you're in it full as yeah. well. That's why, you know, I, I would think one of the one of the industries that I can think of that doesn't do that is the movie industry. 
Do you don't yeah. go to a banks for a loan? Do you get you go to producers yeah. like wealthy people or company other companies? <coughs> directors really don't put their own money. That's like the number it's one. Still thing. a loan, though. It's still a loan, yeah. sure, but but there's like an investment opportunity, and in, you get points on the back end. But yeah, yeah. like one thing they tell you as a director, right, in school, never put your own money into your project oh, into that I see. movie. Yeah. Never do it because yeah. it's very unsure. You can, I mean, look at how many movies fucking bomb every year. But uh, an ind- a company, a business producing a product, I think the risk is isn't as much as like the movie industry. So I think banks will will, will back that. To yeah. you know, I'm talking about like you know Hollywood, not like you know indie films or whatever. Well, and there's different ways to have risk too. Interestingly, yeah. after what I've just said, I've actually been advised by uh, friends and people that I really trust also not to invest my own money. But that doesn't mean I'm not putting my shit on the line right yeah. so you you put stuff up as equity you know when if you get a loan they're they're looking at your house they're looking Kids. but i uh but i've been told yeah don't put That'd your in other words don't take a hundred thousand dollars less of a loan because you've saved up that much money to put into your business right Especially so, the case, so you've already started your expansion, for example, mm-hmm. right, Jeff? You now have a tasting room in downtown, and and maybe you've got other future plans. There is a there's a business model that says don't put your own money into that. Um, use other people's money for that. Use the bank's money for that because for one, it'll go farther. And why extend yourself when you don't have to? Now you have collateral. Now you have a business that shows uh, a profit, and and people willing to give you money. Take the money they're willing to give you. There is a there is a strong argument that says don't put your own money into it but you're still at risk is is i guess was my point even yeah if it's not your own money at the end of the day you as a business owner you're signing on, yeah. on you're signing on the line Fuck as yeah. a security they don't care about wildcard inc they yeah. say jeff you yeah. sign here yeah yeah so this is this is why andy has it easy he just goes out and getting fights and fucking makes great beer yeah that's all we want him to do. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just shrugging my hands at you. I don't know what to say. So. Yeah. yeah. He's living they the dream. You can see that. We're on, we're on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, unfortunately, especially because I'm having such a good time, i got to wrap things up. Um, but thanks, guys, for coming in and bringing us such great beer. Uh, you guys are doing a good job out there. For yeah. sure, man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thanks for having us. And, yeah, yeah Next time you're driving up I-5 on the way to Oregon, make sure to stop in and ready. And That'd be cool. Did, actually, we did just get invited to an event up in Oregon, so I'll talk no, to you about that, did JP. We? Yes. we might have to do another little RV trip. I'll be there. Uh, so we might be passing through, not till next year, but it's almost next year. <laughs> right, so not till three weeks from now. <laughs> we're only a couple of minutes off the I-5. We you're right just there, right there, so right? We're right we there. So. And we could stay at Andy. We can park the RV at Andy's, I'm sure. <laughs> right. and, hey, I've got, uh, not only have I got a double lock-up garage, but I've got a double carport as well, so your RV will go in there See? perfectly. He won't. So you know we got plenty of guns, so we'll protect you. That's right. You'll protect me. All so. the storage bins in the RV yeah. are full of full guns. guns. Doc okay. won't travel any other way. Anyway, okay, we actually fine. have coats made of guns. <laughs> okay, you can pull yeah. my armpit; it'll shoot. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay, so party at Andy's. Yep. And uh, shooting range at Andy's backyard, and, and free beer at Jeff's. Let's yeah. do it. Sounds fun. Yeah. Gun and beers. 
couldn't yeah. go wrong. <laughs> what could possibly? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, look out for Wild Card Brewing, and uh, if if you see the beer on tap, try it. The Pilsner was amazing. Uh, the Porter is very the the barrel Porter is even better. That's nice. If you can get your hands on that, uh, check the it IPA out. IPA was thin, and the IPA. <laughs> I don't know. Let me taste it again. Oh man. Mm-hmm. It's not even thin. It's a little thin. It's a tiny bit thin. It's such a small amount. I, see, I would disagree. I disagree. You do? I do. And I don't drink IPAs. Yeah. I think maybe it's uh, more hop forward, like bitterness wise, than you're used to drinking. Maybe because you drink uh, a lot more pale ales. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's lacking in, in, in body at all. I think it's just a different. Um, segmentation of that. And that's why I wanted to be corrected by you guys. But uh, anyway, just whatever. My opinion. My <laughs> humble. Uh, the double, though? Knocking out of the park. Don't change. Actually, there's too much body. <laughs> that's what I tried to say. That was, that was my... Yeah. Right. You guys are killing it. Sorry. Uh, go check them out at uh, wildcardbrewingco.com. You'll see the great packaging. You can look at uh, where to find the beer. Uh, they got merchandise on sale there. And, um, you, you can, can say ugly faces. You can, oh, is your face on there? Let's see. Where are the ugly faces? You better have about team. my face. Let's see. The team. <laughs> You're the ugliest of all, Jeff. Oh, there's... Oh, you covered it. That's why, Jeff. You got glasses, yeah, and, got a, sunglasses and a beanie. Yeah, like, oh, I was snowshoeing. You got a witness protection point. program or something? What's going on? There? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got uh, the tapper. Uh, Andy, they think you're too ugly. Oh no, there you are. Yeah, I, I way score. at the bottom. Hey man, we're living out in the hills, man. All right. <laughs> yeah, they're like Andy doesn't you know, get on the website. Sunglasses and beanies is where it's at. People, <laughs> people recognize you. That's right. You know. Yeah. Look at how look at how ghetto Andy looks in his photo. He looks so Southern California thug. Uh, bro- like he he yeah, uh, he grew up in. He's all thugged out. No Latino wonder he getting hey, fights all the time. San, San Diego. I was out in the hills yeah. of uh, Canada. There, that was that's an amazing photo. <laughs> Australians aren't allowed in That's Canada. That's an amazing it's, photo. Was <laughs> oh, that how you got into the United States? <laughs> Canada. It's all coming together, Andy. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. He did it before when he was Canadian no, with no, no, no sunglasses no. and beanie. He goes, now I'm an American, so here we go. Uh, actually got hauled up in Canada customs, but we, that's well, a whole other story. Of course so. you did. That's a different show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a whole other <laughs> All right, I got a couple things I got to do. What do I have to do, JP? Uh, we haven't talked about we any, have uh, Twitter game. We have uh, ship a dick to give away. Okay, hang on. Before yeah. we no no oh we have the giveaway. That's yeah, right. did oh. you decide how we're doing that? Uh, I would assume the Twitter we're game ship winner. it. Okay, yeah, they're playing for a dick. Before we get to dicks, uh, don't forget <laughs> about uh, Williams Brewing, one of our longest sponsors and good people since 1979. Williams has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. They have a full line of intertap forward sealing beer faucets and interchangeable spouts, as well as a new uh, grain mill motorizing kit that uh, features a great motor that spins your mill at the correct 180 RPM uh, without the That's need the for motor. hazardous belts. They got all sorts of stuff. Uh, Mark II Wirt Pump. They've got uh, Brewer's Edge Mini Regulators, all steel bottle cappers from Italy. 
The, the Italians get it right, JP. They do. The Greeks, do not so much. Well, look, the Italians are just taking product from, they're reappropriating cultures. Because they're smart. Because they're dicks. <laughs> That's, they're smart dicks. <laughs> uh, anyway, go check it all out. California Wine Kits, their own line of hydrometers, and so much more over at williamsbrewing.com, a longtime sponsor of ours. Uh, okay, so what do we have? A uh, Twitter game situation yes, thing to do? Uh, what was our Twitter game? It was about Tasty, right? It was Tasty. Yeah, Tasty's growing a beard, and so naturally, with a longer beard, it's a different persona, and he needs a different nickname. Yeah. So uh, here's what, what we, we had here. Yeah. People still respond to the Twitter game, huh? They do, and <laughs> we, we, honestly, all twelve of them. I laughed a little bit harder than Chuckling? I normally do at these, at these things. Did you shart? Uh, I didn't shart. <laughs> okay. No, but I almost. <laughs> w- w- what's the what's the pee, what's the front version of that? Uh, it's like a little bit of pee. when you pee a little bit. Yeah, dribbles, it's like uh, shart, but oh no. it can't be shart. Why you isn't there a name for dick. that? Why you don't fart out of your dick? Just said you peed a little bit. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Okay, so we'll figure that. That'll be the next Twitter game. <laughs> yeah, that's our okay. Name. Good. <laughs> Done. Jim Ferrier says, "Old man mustache ride." Ew. That'd be his new nickname. Yeah, that grosses me out. Ew. Yeah. By the way, I'll need a new sticker for that. It's also also not his new name. It's already... Right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Phil Howard said Merkin McHole. (laughs) Okay, that's good. That's good just because it's offensive and hardcore. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up that website right now. Oh, that might be a bad. Yeah. All right, wait. I have to write that one. Right. Oh, man. I want to grab that real quick. Merk Hole? Merkin McHole. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Uh, William says, the tasty tickler, it does not just tickle his nose. I like that. Okay. See, that's more, you know. A little more mainstream. Pixar. Uh, it's more Felix the Cat. Um, Casey Heiser says the low hug hobo. <laughs> no, that's now. That's it. it keeps growing it. Yeah. I caught myself doing that the other night. The low hug thing, like you did. Yeah, you caught like yourself. I, well, I realized I realized I do it. Or you like, gave yeah. yourself a high five. <laughs> like, God damn, I am doing that. You, you gave you yourself make... the nickname. No, yeah, no. I thought you low were hug. the one that told oh, us yeah. you had the low hug. Yeah, method. but that doesn't mean you always realize you're doing it. It's like did a habit you, of mine. Like, I'm um, sure, but it's, sorry, did you pat yourself on the back for it or feel creepy? I feel like. Oh, yeah, feel- I do do the low hug. Uh, <laughs> so you felt creepy. But you yeah. felt self-creepy. Okay. I was like, creepy. Yeah. Well, right. you know. What else do we got? Wow. Until uh, next see. time. Uh, Matt uh, HH says, kind of makes you wonder why Jay's mom used to call him Juicy. Oh, that was? She did say Oh, that. my mom did call yeah. him Juicy. Missed- yeah, juicy she, is juicy gonna be there? She met me one time and then she did, it was something like that. Juicy. It juicy. It's the yeah. funniest thing my mom's ever done. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Austin says uh, Michael McDole. It's a sophisticated sounding name, oh. like that of people with beards and stickers of themselves. Mm. It's no Michael McDonald. No, sounds more like no. a tombstone. Michael McDonald, Caribou Queen. Oh, that's not the. <laughs> that's not Michael McDonald. Wow. No. Yeah. Oh, I could use a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had one. Wasn't it the, um, yeah. the Black Eyed Peas? Yeah. Or Fergie no, or something? No, I think I saw that Bebo, porn. No. <laughs> yes, it was the yeah. Tasty no, Song. No, it was from the dead guy, I thought. I thought it was the, the... Which dead guy? Be more specific. <laughs> I love it when you call me Big Pop. No. I thought that was his theme song. No, you used to play the... That was a Tasty, Tasty. Oh, uh, the Sleepy Sunday Morning from the... Oh, yeah, that's gross. All right, let's forget about that era. Uh, <laughs> okay. Go on. We're done with that. 
That's right. right? Uh, back when we had listeners who gave Stop us it. shit no, for free. I don't want to think about it. Uh, <laughs> where'd reviews. they all go? Uh, um, there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, last but not least, J.D. Russell says uh, we should call him Low Hugs McLongbeard. <laughs> they were all pretty I don't know good. Why I'm laughing at the that. Because it's That's really not... fucking stupid. Low Hugs McLongbeard. I'm not gonna write it down. All right. Um, what was the first one? The Merkin. Old Man Mustache Ride. No, no. The, no, the, the second one was Merkin McHole. <laughs> which there should be another syllable. There. I don't want that to win. I like that a lot. It's so dirty. That's the winner. Come oh God! On. All right. There we go. Well, okay. So he. I, so should he get the fifty dollars in cardboard dicks from shipadick.com? Fuck yeah! For Merkin McHole. There we go. That's exactly what he it's should get. Fucking built, custom All built. All right, you can go to shipadick.com and and ship your own dick. But what's his name? Merton McCall. Frank? Phil Howard. Phil just won fifty dollars to spend Phil? on dicks over at spend on dicks. Spread them around a little bit, dude. That's right. <laughs> yeah, send uh, me one. Merkin McHole. Take me one. Oh, uh, I just googled what a Merkin was. That's a real website. You didn't oh, know what a Merkin was. I didn't know what a Merkin was. I was just going to ask you, you if you knew what a Merkin was. I will say the mobile site's really good. Oh no. It is really good. Let's ship a dick. We shipped one to our manager here at the grenade. JP and I, we were like, let's send one to Eric. It was the Prikachu shaped like a Pikachu. (laughs) Eric comes in a few days later, he's like, Did you guys send me a dick? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also sent one we sent one to Schumann. Oh it was a rainbow one that had a rainbow streamer coming off the ball. You must get them all the time because I never heard of thank you for that. Neither did I. What but the fuck? I asked. I had to Schumann's ask like, him oh. about it. I had to ask him about it. Fucking Schumann. <laughs> Anyhow, Schumann. Shipadick.com and fifty bucks to fifty bucks uh, to Phil Howard. I will right. put you guys in contact with uh, Chester over there at Shipadick.com. There we go. There we go. Yes. Okay. Look at all my right. thing here. Did I do all the things? You did ask for uh, Trump, Trump Tower, and I'll be good. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey. Shipping some dicks. Uh, speaking of dicks, AdamEve.com. Don't forget to go over there. Use coupon <laughs> yeah. code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y. And uh, not only can you uh, you can go to ShipDick.com and make jokes, but you can go to AdamEve.com and make sex. Uh, <laughs> just get all your free gifts. It's like 50% off and the free shipping and the coupon code BNARMY, all the things. Oh, and the, that's right, Bevo. Thank you. Uh, Bevo Zero. is hand sig- Zero signaling fucks. me the, um, the O-ring. The thing that you put on the thing. Yeah. How, how is she hand Makes you last a little longer, right? I made an O with my hand. Yeah, she didn't do like the whole thing. I thought that meant zero. Oh, fun. It's a point like that the, we have to make. She didn't do like the thing, <laughs> no. and then the buzz, like Literally, this thing would be it. buzzing right there. <laughs> Wait, oh, is it there? Wait, I'm doing it backward. You do, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should have a lot. I know about the female anatomy. Yeah. I'm like, oh. get the, the stimulator. It's Please no, stop. It's no wonder it never works. <laughs> I think you have to oh, cut the rings, them open, the rings, and it's several uh, inches the inside the intestine. Like oh my god, stop! <laughs> you go, just have to stop just talking. Go use coupon code BN Army, and you'll get the O ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the O ring. God, I hate that. <laughs> 
Kate the Great like does things for the world. Her job and her the way she treats people. I was literally and just what thinking do the same I do? thing. Oh, this okay. is what I do. I I get people drunk and I talk about fucking clit rings. Incorrectly. Well, well, and, butt, and butt plugs, by the way. I feel like... Don't uh, forget oh, about cardboard plugs. penises. Yeah. I go back and forth every day about whether I'm proud of myself or entirely well, disappointed. Really? My, you do, do a, <laughs> yes, thank you, Tasty. Really? You do it better than anybody or, else. <laughs> yeah. I know the feeling. That's part of the problem, Doc. <laughs> really, your, your relationship is a conundrum because she eliminates people from the world. No, and, she does not and do you, that. And you entertain them. So she's reducing your listening structure. <laughs> oh, and I think that's really weird. I see what you're saying. Thank you. I'm probably going to have to cut that part out. Yeah, oh, come on. We have two different reasons to get firebombed now. At the, and you don't have the insurance. Who's going to firebomb us? The Jews. <laughs> OJ, he's so, in jail, maybe dude. Three reasons. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. My partners are Jews. I'm allowed to say that. Okay, the Jews aren't going to firebomb oh us, everybody. God. Everybody relax at home. It's the Turks. Somebody's like, oh my God, I can't believe he sent that Jew. Right. Actually, they're more like, it's I the thought, fucking I Australian. The Australians are who's going to bomb us. Oh, hell yeah. They've got all that pent up anger. They, they're going to they, fight around the world. Nobody they, here wants to fight them. They don't have guns that they can play with. See, the, the, they're not allowed to stab anybody. This is a show that we need, like, overinflated boxing gloves for. Oh, we should have had a fight on the air. We should have had a fight on the air. We should have Andy fought. Yeah. I'll take you on. All Look right. at him. He's the that's the happiest he's really? ever been on this show. <laughs> like, oh, we're gonna fight! I'll take you on. Let's, Let's go. I'm like a good fight. The last time you went to Australia, all I wanted from you was to come home and tell me you got punched in the face by a koala. You couldn't even do that for me. I couldn't. I didn't, and I couldn't. That's because they're too drugged up on. Uh, you know, koalas are hot, high the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. It's on the eucalyptus. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Does that time. work? No, I didn't know. No, dead set. They're like. Completely high the whole time. If I were like, to you get high off eucalyptus, see, this is, oh, yeah. koala no, can. humans can't, but they uh, do. So they're completely stoned the whole time. They oh. It'll clear out your sinuses, though. Tasty's yeah. nickname should be yeah. koala bear. Agreed. He's high all the time. Oh, no, not all. Not all. Not all. <laughs> if you have to ask yourself if you are, yeah. chances you are. You hear me on this podcast, I am, yes. Yeah. Just from 10 a.m. to 1 <laughs> No, no 1 until 9 a.m. Are you saying you're way exit? You don't wake and bake? I get stoned on the way to the show, and then, you know. You uh, do you wake and bake them? No, no, never. Never? never, never. What I about st- on weekends? No, if I stay home, I never smoke or drink. Really? Nothing. What do you do at home? Nothing. I don't, I don't socialize. I'm a social. <laughs> is, is that why you're out? You're all the never time? at home. Exactly. Right. Like, no, yeah, no, exactly. No, no. Plans on where he's going. I might be home like three nights a week. I don't yeah, okay. Well, that's good. I don't. I'm that's sad good. now. So don't even think about it. It's not like I'm like on the wagon or anything. <laughs> like, man, I got to cut back on this drinking. No, yeah. if I'm out eight nights in a row, the only wagon I'm doing is this dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. There you go. JP's changed his sexuality on this program, on this here show. Well, you couldn't remember your wife's name or something. I couldn't remember I had a wife. (laughs) I traveled back in time for a second. Oh, poor Jeff. Jeff, you did a great job tonight. Yeah, yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. I don't even know. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like the first meltdown we've had in a while, and I'm it's like, well, Jeff's show. Uh, these guys are pretty sophisticated. <laughs> Poor bastard. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and bringing yeah, it hey, Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, guys. All right, for well, sure. Come back. Bring us some more beer. Uh, thanks for being with us. I'm going to finish the eight beers I have in front of me. Dude, right? All wild card beers. As yep. a matter of That Pilsner. Seriously, though. It's real good, dude. Yeah. That's I like it. it. Keep I, it in. I went back to that twice. Uh, I'd fight you over people it. People out there drinking the oatmeal. <laughs> I'd fight uh, you because of it. Porter. Um, you got fans. You got yeah, fans man. out the window. Hey. She scares me a little bit, that one. <laughs> <laughs> she does? Yeah. 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 She really does. She looks, she looks like she wants to eat you, doesn't she? She wants a little piece. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to have to fight his wife She's for listening. She, yeah. has her, she has her headphones in yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a bad... So, so there's going to be a bar fight that after could be. My, uh, my wife my wife's <laughs> like learned the Aussie way, so... <laughs> she yeah. spent some time She's in California. Yeah. Pretty cool. So she went to Melbourne. Yeah. She's absolutely not from so. California. No. She's from Washington. Oh, she's from Washington State, but she's been living in California <laughs> for 10 years. So. I love it, Jeff. Uh, she's clearly yeah. not listening to the show, because yeah. otherwise that would have got your ass kicked right there. Jeff yeah, had no, to Jeff. She, Easy, um, Aussie. Easy. Yeah. Don't over-exaggerate. Dude, she's oh, she's California. listening. But she's listening. <laughs> you still win for the my girlfriend, though. I did. True. I sure did. But uh, my wife is is too smart to listen. No, yeah. she's not listening. She's cooking. Uh, <laughs> oh God, that's even better. Oh my God. <laughs> Waiting for you to go home, right? Is it is it terrible because it's Bebo, true? You're not allowed to complain because then people will think you actually care, and we're not allowed to say shitty things anymore. Right. Okay. Oh wait, we're, wait. <laughs> Great. I didn't get that memo. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, we got yelled. We got Speaking yelled of being at. happy about your life choices. Come on, you have the best job in the world. Yeah. A couple oh. dick jokes thrown your way, and uh, what do you have to do? Right. Like bumps in the road. Or yeah. Yeah. If they're printed Quiet by Merkin. paper, they're just little... Quiet Merkin. Yeah, it's like Braille. Yeah. Oh, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. My God, don't you dare. I'm going to place an order tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, how, yeah. many, how many cardboard really dicks can we ship, Beverly? Like, no, I've already ordered them. It's cool. I know, but how many can you, like, uh, a hundred? Right, I gotta pee, guys. Let's keep talking. Oh, we yeah. Remember that time in the studio? Remember that time Remember in the studio? Remember when I used to have to stand up at yes. the end of the show and pee-pee dance? And then yeah. we would just keep talking just to piss <laughs> you off. And by the way, it was my shitty garage. I should have just pissed on the floor. Yeah. I don't know. My dog did. <laughs> <laughs> right. So did I. All right, oh we're going to go. Right. Uh, next week. If your dog leaves its own asshole, would you? Next week. <laughs> Well, That's right, we got a, uh, Christmas a yeah, right. Is this our Christmas show coming up? Yes, it yes. is. We're going to have several uh, uh, brewers in the studio. I'm Sully really? is one of them. Oh, really? I believe we... Oh, uh, really? Sully? No, Sully is not one of them. Yeah, Jamil is one of them. Okay, yeah. Uh, Alex from Fieldwork. Cool. I think will be here. Uh, yeah. Beardy, I think, will be here as well. Born, we hope. And we're Unless gonna, he's dead. No, no, I, dead. Got, I got a text. He's alive. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Right. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, collaboration beers. Great. Like how commercial breweries actually work together in the industry to come up with a beer that they can both kind of sell. Synergy. Like Synergistic. The, like the morning zoo beer. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Skeeter and the worm. And um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. And, uh, That's and the then, name of our morning show. Right. And then uh, in a later segment, we're going to be uh, asking the brewers to do a collaboration on the air. Oh, talk to right each there. other about, yeah, right there, do, agree upon a style. Talk to each other about what the fuck style to do. I like that. Uh, or, you know, how to how to approach it. And we can kind of get in the minds of how people work on shit together. 
Because I, I sure can't do it. Really? I think that sounds great. I yeah. won't be there for it. I know I will be, and I, I, I want to shoot myself in the face over it. You're going to do great. Yeah. I think it's such a great oh, topic great. that I don't need to be there for it. That's what it is? Yeah. Well, me either. <laughs> I think it will run itself. No, nope, you need to be there. Can't be what you're now. doing. Nope, sure can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm off for like the next three weeks. Uh, but everyone's <laughs> off for two weeks after, so it's not just my vacation. But what? you guys sure. have to do next week. And then we got it. You're like like scouting I love that for us. I'm going to go on vacation Casey, you early. You got this. You're, like, I got you're this the collaboration topic. queen. I am. <laughs> I am. Queen, king, whatever. Collaboration queen. Prince. I'm everything. And a share <laughs> in your brewing dream. I love Van Halen. <laughs> Hearts will it's, mash it's as well. Anniversary ankle gate, too. <laughs> oh, that's oh. the Christmas show. Hey. Do not let Doc do anything uh um, Will Doc's ankle and I are creating rules for Doc. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Real, yeah. Rules. Yeah. Ask someone how that went for 20 years. Oh, God. All right, let's get out of here, shall we? Yeah, let's go. Uh, thanks Please. to Wild Card Brewing Company. Thanks to Aroxa Tasting Kits for uh, taking care of us and and educating us tonight about yes, some different flavors and things. And and you know what? Thanks to Bevo just for thank you, Bevo. Oh, Bevo, you a great job selling the show. You got the beers were all perfectly poured. You know what? Tasty's right, and thank you're an unsung hero. I, oh, I really know. appreciate the it's quality cool. you're doing. Yeah, you I'll did a great sing. job tonight, Bevo. <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here. Uh, thanks, guys. We'll see you in Reading. Sounds good. We'll see you yeah. soon. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. A big B and thank you to Craig from Aroxa for the sensory panel. Go to aroxa.com. And the fellow from Wild Card Brewing Company came in to talk about fights, selling beers in Reading, California, and probably some beer stuff in there. Two fellas. We're not really sure. Fellas is plural. Go to wildcardbrewingco.com. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts. And go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplistore.com. Get on Twitter for some good beer inside and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith and Nathan uh, Nathan Homebrew. Mike McDole at Tasty McD, JP at Major Jip, and Warren is stuck over in cyberspace at Another Beardy. Today's show was produced by Justin and maybe Bevo. I don't really know. And your host has also been Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brewery Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagrams. Cherry.